Metaphysics is going to have to be the quote-unquote religion of tomorrow. If it isn't, you're fucked. Totally and absolutely. It's because everything after that is punishment. Did you, um, okay, do you want to stream now so you don't have to double upload? No, no, it's all good. I'm just, okay. uh, I just clicked the button. The streaming thing, we're gonna, I'm gonna have to, uh, do some more tweaking on because okay. it was picking up a lot of background noise for some reason okay. and from the computer. But, uh, I think Skype has some kind of internal noise reduction because it never picks up. You know, when I play it back, I never hear my computer fan going on. But for some uh, reason, when I was using the streaming shit, I could hear my computer. So I got to get into the... I'm sure it's something in there in the guts of that shit that'll let me take out the background noise and stuff. I've just been too too much of a fucking slacker to get in there and figure it out. So, But I'll, I'll figure it out. So yeah. Super Tardy Semites, that's the next intellectual <laughs> property after Super... Or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles reboot. Voltron reboot and then followed by Super Tardy Semites. I feel like there's a future there. I can see it already. I can see a bunch of little kids who are trying to do shit and solve neighborhood crimes, but they're always like one step too late. They're always always just behind. They almost caught the guy, but he got away. That could be the whole thing. That could. And there's the really diligent uh, on-time Asians that have already solved the crime, and then they get there just in time. To see that already taken care of. And their tiger moms are abusing them, saying that they should have got it done sooner. I would say, just for safety purposes, the people who solve the crimes on time should be racially ambiguous. Mm, Or it's just a mishmash. Right, right. A rainbow coalition. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And and just to explain, uh, I said I'd be ready uh, in 30 minutes. That was about an hour and 15 minutes ago. And mm. so I had my uh, my partner of original descent uh, waiting, waiting. <laughs> original for descent. Min- That's a good one. <laughs> That's a good one. Original descent. I never heard that one before. So where the fuck did the rest of y'all come from? <laughs> Yakub, son. <laughs> we're, pre, we're, we're pre-Yakubian. Pre-Yakubian. Y'all we're are the later in- model. Yeah, we the, we the original aliens that came from the planet Risk. And then, you know what I mean? Then Yakub showed up and created the white man because he was mad. And, 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 you know, obviously we destroy racial stereotypes by ensuring that the the person of original descent is has been annoyed and inconvenienced mm. by waiting for his Semitic counterpart. And Yakub has arrived super duper late. And uh, hence... Uh, why we came up with um, super tardy semites? Super tardy semites. Yeah, yeah. which but happened the, to sound like a kid show. And I think it ha- it has a future. So everybody, all my initiates out here, all the dangerous gentlemen initiates, keep track of all these dope ass ideas because eventually, <laughs> once we get the compound going, these intellectual properties are going to be what sustains us, turns us into multimillionaires, and allows us to solve all the world's problems. So y'all got to keep track of this stuff. You got to let us know. You know, we need the scribes writing everything down, taking notes. We need our animators storyboarding at all times even if it sounds disrespectful and offensive you you got to just push through trust us <laughs> trust us there's a, there's a reason we sit in the big chairs 
at the front of the room. <laughs> but and then you're you got to remember also that our your, the uh, the original descent cult leader always gives the uh, super tardy semites a pass because of all of the sound financial advice that he's given him. <laughs> so, so it's all, you always get a pass. <laughs> you always get a sound financial advice earns you some lateness. All right, fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. That's 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 a sound trade off. Yeah, and I, think... I got my um, I got my spiced pumpkin latte. Mm. Mm. There mm. we go. You picking yeah, up what I'm is... putting down? It is still that season. <laughs> it it is still that season. But we're putting the pumpkin is now, it's now at the end of the term. It's yeah. spiced pumpkin. It's no longer pumpkin spice. Right. One of the many ways that we're fighting white supremacy. We're putting the nutmeg and the ginger and all the other stuff. That's front and center. The pumpkin is an afterthought now. Mm, as it should be. There you go. So the as official, the official brand, and I think that's what should be attached to every one of these things. Is that it? It is the official. I mean, it's it's branding genius, but it's the official fight against white supremacy. It's the official brand that actually fights against white supremacy. So when you call it spiced pumpkin instead of pumpkin spice, you're you're putting the brown ingredients at the forefront. Mm, powerful. That's your that's your conscious decision. You could have got your pumpkin spice from Dunkin' Donuts or Starbucks. You could do that if you're a racist. Or you could buy the officially licensed Spice Pumpkin Delight from the from the Cult of the Dangerous Gentleman. And then you know you're getting that same great flavor without the white supremacy. Right. It already sounds more inclusive. Just with that little bit of word switch, I mean, I feel more comfortable around Drinking it now, right? Spice Pumpkin than I do around Pumpkin Spice. Pumpkin Spice makes me fear for my life, to be honest. If you were in a room full of, of translucent coffee drinkers, okay, and they were all sipping on pumpkin spice, would you feel more or less threatened and ostracized if instead of that pumpkin spice, they were drinking spiced pumpkin? Hey, yeah, I, I feel a lot better with spiced pumpkin. I really feel do. Better I feel better in that boardroom meeting, right? I feel comfortable. I feel like I'm included. I don't feel marginalized at all. I mean, this is clearly the better <laughs> choice. Taste that last of, taste that lack of marginalization yeah. in every sip. <laughs> mm. Yeah, pumpkin spice is a little dehumanizing, to be honest. I think so. It I is. think so. So they did it on purpose. So, crimey the the crimey app helps yeah. fight white supremacy by 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 getting rid of uh, uh, stereotypes, destroying the uh, efficacy of the neighborhood. And I got a new one, Le Boot. Mm, Le that Boot. sounds interesting. You know what Laboot does? What what's that? All right. So it's an app, right? And in the same way that when you buy, I mean, most lonely lonely men will know when you get a escort, the workaround is you're not paying for the sex, you're paying for her company. And, and then departure. If right. And it just so happens that sometime within the course of soliciting her company, two grown adults as they're want and allowed to do, uh, make a decision to have sex with one another. And this works off that same premise. So Laboot is kind of like Crimey, is it's a user-based app where people put in their reviews and cast votes. It's another form of uh, democratic control over exploitation. And it fights white supremacy. I'll explain how. So Laboot 
is a bootleg delivery service so that you can redirect money from artists that go out and basically put forth the worst characterizations and stereotypes, which feed white supremacy, right? Because if you if you think about, you know, um, if you think about um, all of the negative stereotypes throughout history, they're always attributed to what white people have perceived black people to be. So if you're a black person voluntarily filling those shoes uh, for a monetary gain, the check on your on your personal uh, gain and wealth is that the community can collectively decide that they're only going to buy bootlegs. Because the reality is people aren't going to stop listening to good music. Right. But if you're making all those that money with the stereotype and you're just amassing uh, wealth for yourself and not feeling any sort of obligation to reinvest in correcting all of the ills that you're exploiting for financial gain, then that's where the boot comes in. And we redirect your money to the local bootlegger who delivers the hottest bootleg cities right to your door every month. And he doesn't get paid for the bootleg. He gets paid to be a part of the service, Mm. to just be a part of the service. It's a membership fee. And he decides to give you free of charge because you remember, he gives you like the Time Life album of the month or whatever. He delivers the hottest bootleg to your door every month. Every month. Gives wow. it to you because he likes you. Like, here, bud, here's a mix CD just for you. Wow. You know what? This might even work better with, well, all media, everything, all of it. So anybody who's taking advantage of a specific set of stereotypes or systems that are counterproductive to humanity, but they're making money. We just circumvent all of their attention so that they can't get paid from the people. Absolutely. I like it. I Absolutely. fucking like it. Cause that and way everybody still gets to enjoy the, the like, yeah, you still get to enjoy all the stuff you want to enjoy without enriching and empowering assholes. The only thing is, we got to go in baby steps because I've got a feeling that it'll be easier to make a mix CD and give someone because that that's something that's been going on for a while now. Right. <laughs> when you start talking about, you know, let's defund the Marvel movies because you got a Celtic monk instead of a Tibetan monk. Right. Which on moral grounds, I would like to buy the bootleg version of Doctor Strange on that for that alone. So um, that may be harder to give somebody a mixed DVD. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, I burned right. your DVD. Um, especially with that one dude for Mega Upload. I think they gave him, like, 100 years or some ridiculous number. Yeah. That was so heartbreaking. We'll, so we'll start with the mix CD. And once Lebu makes enough money uh, as, a, as a membership uh, bootleg bootlegging service, um, we can get enough uh, lawyers involved to make sure we can expand into other media. But yes, at some point, all art uh, should be have a way to be extracted in the public domain if the art is created in a way or amasses wealth in a way that's that's not in tune with the with the with righteous needs, and and the community should be able to decide that. So that's a way to organize human energy and human opinion to make that decision. I like it, and you can submit people to the list. 
Like if you if you don't like something somebody's doing, like you know when a rapper says when a dark skinned rapper says he doesn't want to date a dark skinned woman, you can oh, submit yeah. him to the list. <laughs> just be like, you know what, this guy doesn't deserve to make money from his streams. So listen, we're just gonna, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and there's a council, just like there's a ratings board that determines what media is going to be rated R, what's going to be rated PG thirteen. There is a council that takes in all the feedback from the Leboot app, right? And analyzes it in aggregate and then makes the list of how much we're going to marginalize certain artists. And then that becomes a bargaining tool for those artists to be like, listen, uh, this is what you can do to ingratiate yourself more with the community since you're making this amount of money. You know what would be nice? Uh, It'd be nice if you gave a $2 million donation to this public's work um, project that we're looking to implement um, in, in an area near you that's uh, wow. economically distressed. I love it. I love it. And can I like to submit one idea? I'd like to call that metric the choke. <laughs> so we can let artists know, like as of right now, because of your recent antics, you're on a 73% choke. So we, <laughs> if you make a few donations, we can get that down to a 43 if you act right. But yeah, right. I like I like that a lot. As long as we can call it the choke, I'm on. <laughs> right. I'm and totally if, on board. And if and if you go and you buy that album on your own, like that, that's where you start soliciting outrage. Go ahead and post on social media that you paid money for for an album that came from an artist with a 96 percent <laughs> choke rating, you know, and let the outrage begin. You will be targeted. Right. People will see you buying it, but it won't even be you posting it on social media. It'll be somebody taking a a sneaky picture you at Target (laughs) buying some CD you ain't supposed to be buying. That is beautiful. I love it. I love it. Do you know how easy it would be to manipulate translucent people with this? Right. If if you let them know, it's like, listen, uh, black people don't approve of this. Uh, Original people are very outraged with this artist. And if all of this hoopla came up, and the fight against white supremacy, you could control every dollar that goes into every artistic endeavor from now until the end of time. Just piggyback off of the madness that was already created and channel it for good. Don't don't argue about where the, the stream is coming from. Just figure out how to irrigate it moving forward. Because you're not gonna you're not gonna put a dam up to stop the flow. You just need to channel it differently. Mm-hmm. That's where I think the the wisdom is. Just just run with what they've already created and implement it in a better way. Right. And if your playlist is informed by Laboot, right, there's something that you can pull up. Like you get a social media icon that mm. give you, you get ally points. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so so when somebody fucking accuses you of white privilege, you can pull out your phone and show your check mark that proves that you are in complete compliance in accordance with the you know with the list we don't we only yeah yeah they get allied. I I have contributed zero dollars to media that perpetuates white supremacy right and here's my validation right so you can't you can't say you there's nothing you can say to me let me see your phone that'll be the new blue check yeah oh yeah be, that'll be the hood the blue, blue check. check yeah it'll outdo the blue check in no time dude you get ally points, yo. You got an ally check. You and 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 it's going to be under review every thirty days, just to make sure you're in compliance. 
it'll nice. be like it'll it'll be like your car insurance. Like as soon as you lapse and fuck up, you can get pulled over. You somebody gonna be like, yeah, let me check your shit. Yeah. <laughs> like no no trust and, me. I, uh, I, I just much... fell out of compliance yesterday. I haven't been like this all the time. Like yeah whatever. And how and how much better for shenanigans that go on if you are a um, socially conscious thug? Wouldn't you rather want to mug the right people? Instead mm, of just wow. indiscriminate violence, like we caught this white boy in the neighborhood, you could be like, just let us see it first. We want to know if you're the right person we should be uh, inflicting pain against right now. And if your Laboot or your Krimi rating is high enough that you're obviously, you got the right amount of ally points, you know, that that could be a new way uh, of bridging uh, socioeconomic and racial divides. Mm. So you're actually, this says here that you're subscribed to Nick Fuentes' <laughs> bitch shoot channel. What the fuck? Give me your wallet. <laughs> I was going to let you go. If you were compliant, you could have got out of here with nothing, you know? But that I, listen, this is all like in the realm of social capital. And I know a lot of people are afraid of that concept of social capital. And Black Mirror definitely showed us how bad that can go. You know what I'm saying? Well, Black Mirror has kind of destroyed our entire society. Like, everything that we were thinking about doing, Black Mirror showed us why it's stupid and it's going to destroy us, because humans are humans. But especially the uh, the, the social capital, because that one was one that I think it wasn't, it was really, it was a really light episode, so it wasn't like, you know, murder fest and all this other kind of shit. It wasn't electronic bees digging a hole in your brain and shit. But a lot of people could relate to being in that situation, especially when you're on the good side of it. You could you, you could see how it would be helpful to be in that place where you got, you know, 10,000 likes and everybody loves you, but as soon as you start fucking up, you spill some coffee on somebody, your rating go down now, you can't rent an apartment. <laughs> well, there, there's, there's three different credit agencies, credit bureaus, right? And they have a slightly different formula for rating your credit worthiness. The problem with the social credit score is if it's authoritarian, if it's single sourced and there's no other rating agencies, right. it gives the government and industry a certain level of power that nobody should be trusted with. So all I'm saying is instead of having a social rating system that rewards you for the right opinion, I don't know if anybody's tried to pay rent with opinions or feed their children with opinions. It's very, very difficult. So I think that's a really low-level metric to evaluate people's dedication to anything. Let's talk with your dollars. Your dollars are what matters. Your right. dollars are what actually um, has any sort of efficacy when, when you distribute it right. Your, your opinions that you smear all over social media, all it does is let people know, you're cool, bro. You're cool. So, okay, I'm cool with that. Like, if you got a 99-level ally score with empty rhetoric, that's cool. But when it comes down to uh, the ally points that you would get through this uh, uh, social credit score, it has to do uh, completely with how you're actually spending your money, what causes you're giving your money to, or specifically what causes you're withholding your money from. And that, to me, is way more effectual. And I think what you'll find is people with the 99 ally score on the current model, like, they'll have fives. 
because they're oh, not yeah. buying anything or withholding yeah. money. They're not like, I'm not going to buy this Apple computer because it's made by slaves. They're not doing that. They're not willing to go without that. They're not with. They're not stalling on getting the new iPhone. They're not right. cool with the iPhone 7 and right. saying, I refuse to upgrade till uh, those workers get better conditions. And so Apple isn't fighting lawsuits for the right to have <laughs> slave labor. Good Lord, dude. That shit is so disgusting. <laughs> shit is so disgusting. And nobody is held accountable for making any decisions about it at all. Until you have. The, right. well, what would the name of the credit bureau be? So there's experience, Equifax, TransUnion. So the current the the current uh social credit score is is like the the woke, the woke meter, right? Yeah, the woke it, meter. Right. So what what would ours be? It would have I think using the word ally some kind of way. Yeah, it's would be super square. powerful because yeah. it's it's almost directed at a certain demographic. <laughs> because it's it's saying without saying that there is this thing that is correct objectively. And if you're not part of protecting and helping that thing, you're terrible. So it's not even saying that you're part of the thing that's good. <laughs> you just have to sacrifice yourself if the if the opportunity presents itself Ooh. to protect the thing. So being an it. ally, you know what I'm saying? It's not even necessarily being the thing itself. It's like, no, you just help. So allies, allies strong. I think that's a good one. Uh, it's your EAS, your effectual ally score. Mm, wow, and it, I, I like the I like the acronym already. <laughs> What's your like EAS? There's a lot gonna, of marketing potential in there. We want to rent to you, but we're gonna have to pull your EAS. We're gonna see if this neighborhood's the right fit for you. Mm, it's probably not. What's your effectual <laughs> ally score? Just by looking at you, I I, I can tell your EAS is low. <laughs> just like seeing somebody in a Walmart parking lot and assuming their credit score. You got this a Leonard Skinner t-shirt on. I don't know. I don't know. That's not fair. Leonard Skinner's dope. But I know it's you know, it is what it is. You know, some things are gonna, you know, visually, until we clean up some of this mess, some things are just gonna not make sense, man. But, but how good would that well, how good would that be? If, if if you know Free Bird is one of the greatest songs of all time and you want to wear the shirt. But your EAS is like an 85. Right. Then then you have the grounds to engage with the person who's making an assumption about the the optics. Right. If you have an EAS above 85, then you get to, you know, if somebody says something about it, then you can be like, hey, look, let me show you my EAS, first of all. Now, let me explain to you who these guys are. But if you have a score below that, you just got to take it. Just shut up and walk away. Just kind of scuttle away to your car. <laughs> Don't try to defend yourself at all because defending yourself means you're not a true ally. Mm. Yeah, so I, I like it. I like it. I say we put it into effect immediately. Immediately. You know, it's funny that w white people as a whole, especially the ones who are, you know, affluent, don't have to shop consciously at all if they don't want to. They don't mm, have to shop. It's constantly. like it's like the carbon tax. Yeah, yeah. They don't have yeah. to do anything. Like they don't have to worry about how many as long as you're children lost limbs right. to get this diamond. They don't care how many people are trying to jump out the window to make sure you get a t-shirt for $1.99. Like, they don't care. They don't have to care about anything. 
But the lower down the totem pole you go of finances and uh, access to resources, the more people you find that they figured it out that there's some things that they shouldn't be supporting. But nobody up higher, not nobody, but very few people up higher on that on that strand, they they don't care about that shit. They don't. Oh, care I about thought that you meant specifically how they would be evaluated in the app. You no, just I mean, mean in general, they don't see. Yeah, in concerned. general, they don't have yeah. to shop consciously. So that's what I'm saying. Within that, if you introduce an app like this or something like this existed, it would force them to think about their purchases. Something well, that they probably don't have to, unless it's like at Whole Foods and they're trying to find out if it has gluten in it or not or some shit like that. But they, they don't have to care. If people looked for uh, it being a product of slave labor as much as if it has gluten in it, they, it would the, the landscape would be drastically. Right. It's a whole different world. Right. We live in a different, a whole different planet. But if but also as much about slave labor as they did about gluten. I, I also think that it absolutely becomes an incredibly powerful tool to call people out on their nonsense and their virtue signaling, because then a rich person that wants to be viewed in a certain way, so they align themselves with. Um, fashionable causes that don't substantively alter their bottom line, right? They get a lot of clout with, with little investment, right? I just say like Amazon doesn't, uh, you know, still screws their employees out of the benefits. Hey, we'll raise it to $15 an hour, but now we're going to raise how much your insurance costs. We're going to take away X, Y, and Z benefit, right? So we'll put a black square up on a certain day, and that's as much as we need to do to align ourselves within the, the social graces, right, or the good graces of people who uh, have established themselves in the public square as being socially conscious, right? But right. now if you have something where now the CEO, right, so Jeff Bezos, his, um, his EAS is a 15. So <laughs> you see the way that he spends his money. Right. And it would make sense for him to do that. Like from a perspective of self-interest, if you're outraged about substantive issues within the realm of social justice, he can't substantively be aligned with you without dramatically hurting his his bottom line. Right. So you don't let people like that get away with just the lip service. So you have you have the the woke union or woke effects, right? And he he'll probably he goes to the right parties. He says the right things. He he channels his um his uh, business to make uh, public proclamations in a way that aligns himself with the right causes. So his woke effects, you know, is a ninety five, right? But then if you see his EAS is a five or a ten or a fifteen, you know that it's just lip service. So and then at some point, the market and human beings are going to have to decide whether your life benefits more from people who say the right things or who do the right things. And if there's an effectual or fundamental difference that gets created in the world from one rather than the other, because there is a time for rhetoric. There is a in creating awareness. Right. But at some point, awareness has become fashionable to where it's just cool to present yourself as somebody that's aware. But you could be aware that your baby is drowning in the bathtub. But if as you hear the little tiny cute limbs flailing in the water, you're in the other room taking selfies, right? What does that awareness do for you if it's right. if it's not coupled with action? 
Yeah. And it makes you worse for knowing you're not acting once you know. It kind of makes you worse. Yeah, Espe- especially if you're just <laughs> if you just want the credit for being aware. Like so right now we give way too much uh credence and we ascribe way too much value to people and companies and movements just for their woke effects score. We're 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 giving way too much credence to that. And so I, I definitely think um, there, there would be a huge benefit to society that you let the free market and people with different interests and different philosophies and different goals establish their own evaluating system. So right now, because Wokefax has a monopoly on the industry, that's where I see the problem is. Because now, if there's a different way to have a social credit score based on different philosophical principles, maybe Wokefax isn't the premier number that people are looking for, especially when you start seeing trends like, wow, uh, people with high woke effect scores give the least amount to charity. Wow, people with low woke effect scores make the worst neighborhoods, make the worst employees. They don't ever show up to work. But here, all of these people with high EAS scores, wow, these are some diligent, responsible human beings. So maybe from an employment, I mean, just think about if your insurance was lower, because just for the fact of having a high EAS score, um, there enough trends were analyzed to determine. Because at some point they had to decide uh, men don't know how to drive till after 25. Men make more risky decisions as drivers yeah. than women yeah. do. So if that kind of information went into determining how they're going to rate you uh, for something as, as uh, minor right in your life as car insurance, how, how about all the other facets of your life? where there could be certain uh, conclusions drawn based upon analyzing trends in those scores. That could that could prove to be an invaluable tool for a number of industries. Wow. Absolutely. That has some serious implications. And we already. patented it right here. It's 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 on the record. It's here. <laughs> Intellectual it. property of the yes. dangerous gentleman. This belongs, belongs to, us. to us. Don't try to rip it off. Because <laughs> actually if you rip it off and you and you go public with it, you automatically get fucked on your score because everybody knows it belongs to us and you didn't do the right thing. You're not an ally. You're not an, and I also think this should be, uh, maybe not, but you tell me what you think. Should we have special categories instead of just like an overall score have like special check marks for specific things? Like, okay, you know what's going on with like Amber Heard and Johnny Depp and all that, right? Uh yeah, somebody pooped in the bed. There was yeah. a false <laughs> accusation about getting punched. Right. I think he was really the victim. So now there's a petition to get him back on Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, and she's oh. like an abusive, you know, she's and everybody uh, like all of these companies who are super, you know, the Hollywood people who have been really quick to pull the trigger if you get accusations and shit made about men they'll get rid of you fast because that's where the social capital is right Right. believe women you just kick the guy out but now they have absolute evidence of her being abusive video like uh audio tape of her admitting being abusive and they don't want to fire her from the movies like they're they're protecting her like we still stand with amber so i think 
if you were in certain circles, you should get even more of a hit to your score if you support shit like that. Like, if you call yourself openly, call yourself a feminist who's looking for equality and all that stuff, and you go watch Amber Heard movies, I think you should lose more points than the mm. average person who's not into that shit who goes to see, oh, you know what yeah. I mean? So that... you should be impacted by certain shit more because of how you identify yourself, what things you align yourself with. So we are we are definitely, definitely aiding the Illuminati. We've become super invaluable now in what we're talking about because this is yeah they might like about, this shit. Think about how you could integrate that into now. Your phone is basically a hub for all your activity, your logins and your accounts. So now the ethical question becomes: Is this something that is only based on? Because I don't think it's accurate or honest if it's just based on what people volunteer. So for example, right, if you watch a movie on Amazon, but you don't go on Facebook and post that you watch that movie on Amazon, then technically you didn't disclose it. So the ethical question would be, do you take all this information in aggregate to produce a score based on what people are doing and their activity regardless of whether they volunteered it? Right? So if if Amazon, Google, your browsing history, all of that stuff goes into this database and then your score is produced from that, is it fair to take that much privacy away from people when producing the score? Or is that because I think the argument is I think you have to do it that way in order for it to be honest. Otherwise, people would just start, you know, being more phony than they are now. I think what I'm feeling about this is you make you give such an incentive for everybody to join it what we're going to do with you it would be like if facebook and itunes and all that shit said we from now on we're going to give y'all a cut of what we what we make by selling your data people would be like hell yeah sell that fucking data son i'm gonna get a kickback i'm gonna pay less for my iphone next year because y'all sold all my data and it trickled down to me i think if we have a system in place where Every, you know, the majority of people are in it because they feel good about their decisions. They, they're they're self-righteous a little bit. And they're like, well, shit, I'm, I'm doing everything right. So I'm also going to get discounts in the real world. I'm going to get free subscriptions to shit because I'm in alignment with the, the, the positive future of humanity. Mm-hmm. So then you have people who don't want to be in it at all and they can opt out. But when you go to buy something and you got to scan your card or you got to scan your phone and people see that you opted out of the system, it's almost like declaring yourself a scumbag. Why, why would you it's opt like, out? Because like if you opt you in, refuse to, to blow in a breathalyzer. Yeah, we could just lock you up. Like, we'll just take right. you to jail. We'll just assume you're right. drunk and take you to jail. Right. Because anybody who's not drunk be like, yeah, I'll blow because I'm going home. I don't give a shit. But if you're like, nah, I don't think I want to do that. It's like, all right, well, let's go would presume that you're guilty, right? Exactly. So, so unless you sign up to grant this full access, you can't be assigned a number. So unlike the, the, you know, the credit bureaus, right, which is, that's a public reporting, I guess. There's some way for them to tabulate that information, right? So this would be something that I I, I guess it would have to be on a volunteer basis, but then you would have to have and I think it's very feasible. I mean, now that they're trying to make uh, streaming things that you didn't pay for a felony, I think it would, I mean, it's very, very easy in that world where you've kind of bottlenecked people's uh, 
avenues whereby they can um, enjoy art that the that in, in that model, everything that you watch or view is pretty much known, right? I mean, it's it's it you know in a, in a world where it's a felony to stream any entertainment that you're not paying for, right? Then that means everything you're doing is on the up and up. That's all cataloged by these agencies. So if Verizon hands over all of that information to the NSA, right, because it's constantly monitoring you, then I guess you can create an incentive for all these companies to do the same thing. Like, this is what this person was watching on Netflix. This is what they were watching on, you know, Amazon Prime or Hulu. And yeah, all that goes into it. And that that's why it becomes even more important to only log in under your profile. Because your, your child could totally ruin your score <laughs> if they don't log in under their profile and they watch the whole bunch of stuff that makes you look like a weirdo <laughs> or you're, or you're not woke. Right. So you and have to get buy-in from all of these, these companies. And if they put their money where their mouth is, if they really care about all this allyship, then I, I don't, I it would almost, they would almost be, um, you know, avowed racists for, for not participating. Right. What are you trying to hide? Are you trying to help racists hide their true right. intentions? Right. I mean, this is something for all of us to be able to come clean. Well, see that, and and also the media and everything that we have access to is so pre-selected anyway. I mean, it's not like we just out here in the world and it's the Wild West and you can stream anything. There's a lot of shit with opinions and ideas that will never make it to Netflix. So it's that's it. It, it should be easy because it's really not even a full analysis of who you are or what you represent in the world, because there's so much shit that never even makes it to those streamers. You have to watch it on bit shoot. Right. You know what I'm saying? So imagine if this trickled down to all of that shit too, YouTube bit shoot. And it's like, if you're just, if all you watch is videos about how evil the juice is, right. That could definitely, that's going to lower your score a lot. It's going to lower your score, but there's no real uh, punishment for having a lower score. It's just you don't have access to the benefits. So there's not a punishment. We're not going to hurt. We're not going to chase you and beat you up in the street or nothing like that. You're just going to pay more for your turkey sandwich than the guy <laughs> who watches nature documentaries all day. Your, your sandwich is going to cost a little more. No, no, well, no. Your sandwich doesn't cost more. His costs a little less. That's what Well, it yeah, I think there can be ways... Um, and and it would even argue that there's ways that you would empower people financially more by being on the the right moral side of things because you're right. Um, if there's all that consolidated buying power, um, companies that are in line with that moral slant would want to incentivize and and also it's it makes sense for them to give you a discount because now you kind of have. Uh, an installed user base of moral people committed to buying moral products. So if you have like a guaranteed install base, right, because you're buying spiced pumpkin rather than pumpkin spice, right, that company can afford to give a discount because they know um, people that have that moral slant are only coming to you for that product. So just think about when it comes to the streaming services. Like, uh, yeah, there's, there's Disney Plus and HBO Max and all those out there. But if now if there's a company where, um, you know, they're not creating cuties, right, and they maybe have more of a 
uh, a moral slant on certain content, or it'll probably descend into political slant or philosophical slant, whatever, you know, people are going to go to that source. So you'll see different economies emerge. And I think what you'll end up finding out is that a lot of the people who are super vocal about things that don't mean anything and make a big stink about anything, they don't represent a huge swath of where the money's coming from. And it right. would just it would just naturally duh, um, it would just naturally kind of drown out the cacophony coming from from that particular sector of humanity that really when you look down you know into it, yeah, they're affecting financial decisions on this huge level. Yeah, Johnny Depp's got to get fired, but Amber Heard can continue to to you know make movies uh, without any consequence, regardless of the facts that came out. Not that we should probably even be privy to all of their personal stuff anyway. That's kind of gross when you think about it. Like on their personal interactions, determining like how their career should go when really they both made enough money that they never have to do anything again anyway. So, you know, it's not like you've uh, blacklisted a plumber for their entire life. <laughs> but, you know, it, it, it just um, it just makes sense to um, find out that if we're going to fire or hire one of these actors, what if you found out that all the people that were actually going to the movies and making you money from uh, from a uh, from um, a financial perspective were all supporters of Johnny Depp and all the people that were um, outraged and wanted him fired contributing nothing to your industry. Then, I mean, even from a business perspective, why would you want to cater your business model to people who you're not truly financially beholden to? So if you found out that it affects your bottom line more to listen to the outrage mob, wouldn't the company start behaving differently too? When it came to this sort of thing. Oh, yeah. So I think it helps everybody on all levels when you really figure out who's really affecting your bottom line. Because how much should you care about some? I mean, it was almost like how many records did C. Dolores Tucker buy? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. how many rec did she buy? Did she buy Tupacalypse now? No. But on all eyes on me was like, I don't like the direction this young man's going. Now, <laughs> now I'm no longer going to support him. You were you were never contributing financially uh, as a patron of that particular art anyway. So if you're not a patron of that particular art, why should your opinion matter at all? Right, that's true. Because you weren't going to pay into this system, or you wasn't going to contribute anything to these people anyway. So why should your opinion of it hold any weight? The only opinions that should hold weight technically are, I mean, if it's going to be in that type of conversation, is the people who were continuously supporting and then it gets to a place where they like, all right, I'm not on board no more. So you have a choice to make there. You either deal with the people and figure out why they're not digging this new direction or, or, or possibly lose the revenue stream. But people who were never in the pot to begin with, then who, who the fuck cares what you think? Now, we do kind of have to we do kind of have to tweak one of the things you mentioned about if you watch a certain amount of this or a certain amount of that, because where do we get into the realm of research? Because I've I know I've watched things that I haven't uh, really liked or necessarily morally agreed with, but I still did the research. Like, right. I, I want to know what these people think, because then that kind of gets like 
you know, that becomes like that alt-right adjacent argument. You know, like you gave this person a platform. You know, you talk to yeah, this person, yeah. you engage. So if I'm doing, how can you do research about something to know that it's bad if you never look into it? So there's yeah. there's got to be some kind of way or, or, or at least an option for people to dispute. You know, yeah, it's like going to be AI. It's going to be some AI doing the all encompassing. Like it's not going to just notice is that, that you thing. tend to watch a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to just take that one thing and then it's going to be like, all right, he watched it for a little while, whatever. But I think it, uh, algorithm could figure out whether your research is something or whether you're just uh, angry anti-juice. Like it probably wouldn't be hard to figure it out. But see, shit like that drives people underground, too. Because once you know people are watching and listening, people stop tweeting the way they do. They stop talking the way they do on Facebook. Yeah, but, but when they think people happening. are supported, when they think right. you're supported and, and they're fine, they say all kinds of shit. But as soon as, you know, the, the spotlight gets shined on them, everything gets real cordial. So well, it's, it's going to be hard. Why wouldn't you want to sell that information uh, to, to organizations that can do outreach? So listen, uh, you know, your score was hurt a little bit because you watched a lot of anti-Jew stuff. But here's this organization that tries to create better um, Aryan-Semitic uh, relationships. <laughs> so they want to do some outreach to you. Or, you know, even because when you talk about re-education, right? Um, I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing. I just don't want there to be one source to determine for everybody what re-education needs to be. And for it to be authoritarian. But if you've got a council of, you know, uh, righteous, thoughtful, objective people, and it's truly um, um, it's truly diverse in its perspectives, right? And they're making that call of like, okay, well, you did get your score hurt a little bit here. But if you view these videos and watch them in their entirety and take like a little test about it, your score will get like a 20-point boost. Because now we'll determine... If you really hate this group or you were doing re like right now, if you get a you know a times 30, a times 60 on your credit report, you can object to it and get it get it removed if you can show that the company made an error. Right. right so it's yeah. like if you notice, like, hey, I got a I got a pretty high anti-juice uh factor on my score. So it says, you know, because it gives you, you know, you have a derogatory mark. There's a lot of anti-juice uh videos in your history. You know, you write a letter and you explain maybe why. Or they tell you no problem, you can just watch these videos, or you know, just like when you get points on your license, you know, right, you go yeah. and take the traffic court, and yeah, you still got the ticket, but you don't get the points on your license. So, right. so, so there's a mark of an extensive um, anti-juice uh, viewing, but you were doing some research, you were a little curious, but you you've clearly not necessarily adopted all of those opinions. Because I just watched the <laughs> documentary on the Byzantines. And I got to think that the whole documentary came from Russia because the whole time it's bashing the West. Like, <laughs> like it's talking about, and this is when the Western banking cabal came into being. And, you oh, know, and this yeah. is why, you know, the evils of capitalism started to emerge. I'm like, dang, you're talking, you talk, like you're bashing free markets like back to the Byzantines? So, you know, yeah. I, I, that, that's in my view in history, but I'm not, I'm not necessarily anti-free market. But I watched a documentary on the Byzantines that that happened to be their slant. Well, smart smart TVs are already judging people's facial expressions so they know which commercials they like uh, and which ones they don't. So so maybe they'll just have your whole like 
biorhythm going, right. you know, streaming through your fucking Xbox. Did you like this? It was like, you know what? His heart was beating a little fast around this one part. You know, I think he might. This wasn't for research purposes. I think this guy was watching. Uh, was watching Colin Flaherty for a totally different set of reasons. Right, right. It's like, yeah, because the, the the bio data, you know, yeah. being extracted from the nanobots in the vaccine, yeah. uh, according to Alex Jones, is reading all your biometrics. So if we really had something like this, it's like, listen, uh, Gunther. I know you said you're not anti-Semitic, but you we saw on all 4,000 of these videos in your history, your biometric showed, your biometer showed that you had a heart on the entire time. <laughs> so we think we think you're way too excited about these about these Holocaust films. And especially whenever it showed the skinny people in the camp, like you were just, you know, raging hard on. Yeah. So this is I, not I don't the know. reaction you're supposed to have when you yeah. watch 12 Years a Slave. Right, <laughs> this, is, this is not how you're supposed to feel. <laughs> listen, yeah, dude, it's, 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 it's scary way, as like, it sounds. It's listen. scary as it sounds. It makes it makes sense because we know how terrible humans are to each other. We know how little they care about creating remedies for these situations. I told you I was sitting in a room full of people wearing Nikes and they were all agreeing about how it's slave labor and ter- all this other shit and but they were all still wearing them. It's like, okay, I, that's just, this is that uh you know, knowing about something, having awareness but not giving a shit to make any changes because of your own convenience. So that kind of makes you a little scummy. I mean, I don't want to call you a complete and total scumbag because you wear Nikes. I get it. We all got to do, you know, we where'd your t-shirt come from? Where'd your belt come from? We don't want to get into that argument. But this is a huge billion-dollar corporation doing some horrible, underhanded, inhumane shit. If we can't agree... That we, I mean, it's sneakers, bro. I mean, is it really that important? Is it essential? It's sneakers. Right. If we can't agree on starving them out until right. they start making some changes, what the fuck are we even human, doing here? Human beings literally have been on the planet for millions of years without shoes, period. Right. And now we, we got multiple. It. We could right. get some felas or some shit right. like that. We we'll could get it non-slave out. shoes. And, and it could... And, and it'll cut all ways. Listen, Jamar, we want to hire you, but we saw your biorhythms when you watched Birth of a Nation, and we're very, we're very concerned we're, how yeah, we're concerned. how your heart rate went up when the white people started getting killed. Yeah. We're very concerned. Yeah, yeah. I saw, we saw you talking some sideways shit on Twitter about light skinned women and dark skinned women. So we're gonna need you to reconcile some of these fucking blemishes on your score before we can hire you. I'm sorry, buddy. You're gonna have to. We did. We what what we did do was we put together a media package for you, and it's gonna be streamed directly to your device. So whenever you have a few minutes, you sit down, you plug into this media stream, you just click the link in the email, and it's a curated stream of media that can help you get your thought pattern back into cohesion. Or or at least be exposed to the other side. Yeah, that's what I mean. We're going to level you out a little bit. We're just going to show you a little something to this see is, if we can get you leveled out. This is some information you may be lacking that have led you uh, to these particular conclusions because really I mean everybody if you're if you are a human being that is growing and developing and have like fully self-actualized you recognize that at some point 
you have to die to everything that you've learned. You have to kill all your teachers because you were born into a culture. You were born into a yeah. family. You were born into a society. And it may be that when you go down the logical route, you're like, oh, everything I learned is absolutely right. Like this is this actually makes the most sense. Right. So if I was starting from scratch, this is how I would end up. But if you just got it secondhand, right, you were just born into it. It was just handed to you. You don't know for sure that it's right or you're not actually a full person if you haven't arrived there on your own. If you've never done the the mental work necessary to get to that place, you know, on your own, you know. So I think there's a lot of people that, you know, whatever kind of bad train of thought, any kind of unhealthy attitudes, even if they're the right attitudes, you know, you may you may wield that knowledge with the wrong kind of character if you didn't actually get there on your own. So that's something you got to do. You got to you got to accept that you were born into a set of values. You were born in a certain part of the world. And everything that you think to a degree is going to be colored by that by that happenstance. Mm. So I think people shouldn't have permanent uh, scores until they're a certain age. Right. So when you're young, uh, once you find out about it, you know, once you're of age where you can get out in the world and start doing shit, you know, you're 15, 16 years old, something like that. You can uh, you'll have the app on your phone where you can check what would be your score if you were an adult. Paper According. Trade. Yeah. Paper trade. <laughs> you get the paper trade morality for a few years <laughs> before we start actually giving you the I business. Think, I think 25 and I don't think you should start getting a record till you're 25. Dope. I like That's that. when it starts accruing. I like that. But you and and but up until that point, you do have the option to keep track of things. If you want to order some a media package to help you level yourself out, we have all of that shit available for you. You can go down to the local library and you can sit with a fucking guidance counselor for a few minutes and they can analyze your algorithm and see where you need to go, what you need to check out, what you need to look into. And we can just kind of guide the consciousness of humanity before you get out in the world with some misplaced anger and some stupid ass opinions and shit. Right. And there's and there's different rating agencies. Right. Right. So if there as long as there's because all the rating agencies may be looking at the different data, but they're going to apply a different score because they're doing something different with that. Right. Right. Yeah. So so there may be a company that says, hey, you watch this many videos on this topic. So we expect that, you know, we suspect that that must be your opinion and you're going to be penalized where another company is like, nah, that's not how really we calculate the score. Yes, we look at everything that you viewed, but we also look at, you know, how you spend your money, how you spend your time, if you've made any public declarations, you have any violence in your history. So, you know, if you've just observed things, but you haven't actually committed any violence, or you haven't expressed any hate, you know, we're going to leave that in the realm of research. We're not going to we're not going to ascribe to you uh, those sentiments just because you've observed something. But you know? one real world infraction moves it all from research <laughs> over to your permanent score. You right, get a right, real right. world infraction that's connected to the shit that we had as research. It's like, all right, there it is. There, now we can slide right. it all over to the next. Right. All, yep. all, all of all of the like pro Ku Klux Klan videos and Kramer's history, they were just research until, until he had the tie right. <laughs> Once he had the tirade at the comedy store, it's yeah. like, yeah, we got that it. That night. This is, this now weighs down on your overall yeah. score. It's, we got yeah, it. It's in a the, different column now. 
those 8,000 videos meant nothing until tonight. Until, until now tonight. it's it's a I heavy penalty. It. I fucking love it, bro. I love it. That this this shit and I know I know how this is gonna sound to oh, it's certain types of it's horrific. Every <laughs> every libertarian that we ever gained has now turned their back on us. Yeah, they're fucking pissed right now, bro. But but I mean, let's keep it. This all is the China real. social credit score. They're yeah. all you guys. You guys, I used to like you guys because you weren't with all that commie nonsense. You're clearly commies now. Yeah. Okay. But listen, let's keep it real. I mean, libertarians. It, but it it's it's it is in a way <laughs> taking something that's already it's already being done right. The free market has decided through Twitter and Facebook and the, the people have decided culturally because they're on board. These companies have been profitable, so you can't just say we got to throw it all out the window. It's bad, right? Because that's authoritarian. It's here. It's being done. It's being implemented. Right. The problem is, is there's a monopoly on it. The best thing to do is to broaden out the base of the participants and and let a bunch of companies emerge that evaluate that same data and assign a different score based on different metrics. Because really, it's something culturally that's taking the place. I think that's the best way to let the free market really determine it and to take power away from um, the woke effects without having huge government intervention which is something they would also be against. Yeah. Yeah. The li- I mean, the, I think from m- most of what I've heard from libertarians is they're, they seem to be fine with watching the world burn if if that's what it comes to, as long as you don't burn their particular property. Right. Sorry about that. Yeah, as long as you don't burn their property, I think they're fine with it. If everything else collapses and they're just like, whatever, I don't give a shit. And I don't really, I don't share that sentiment. I just don't. I feel like uh, if you get to a place where there's something that needs to be done to to rein things in, or to or to point things in a different direction, sometimes you got to make those decisions because th- those are the decisions that they would make concerning their own family and circle of friends, right? If you see your kid running towards the street, you're not going to be like, "Hey, I'm libertarian. He wants to run. Let him run." Right. They're gonna they're gonna make different decisions according to their own family. So. When do you apply that to civilization? Because they had, I mean, I don't think maybe they're maybe they don't like driver's licenses and shit either. I don't know. I've never really gotten to that kind of con- that kind of conversation with them. But if uh, having a driver's license basically is people that have to prove that they're able to operate the vehicle, the insurance, all of that right. shit. Do they think, nah, fuck that? If you want to drive, if you can get in the car and start it up, then it's up. Go for it. I don't know if they agree with it to that level, but that's kind of seems like what their politics are. It's like whatever. As long as it's outside my own property and fences and shit, it's whatever. Yeah, anything taken to an extreme just kind of becomes absurd. Like it, it, it's really just as a general rule, and then you figure out where you want to concede to make exceptions. At some point, you know, pragmatism has to be applied. So, you know, why are you putting all these lines in the road? Why are you putting lights up telling people when to go and when to stop? You know, because the fact of the matter is, is you have to share the road with millions of other people, right? right? So there's got to be some sort of agreed upon structure. No, there's an autobahn. People drive as fast as they want. And there's less accidents than there are here. And, you know, so I I, I get what you're saying. I, I just feel like it's something that's already happening in culture this is this is the free market solution to counteract what's going on. 
it, the, we've got the woke effects. We need to add in the EAS and whatever other agencies that want to emerge that decide for themselves based on our vision of the world and what we want to accomplish and get done. These are the most valuable metrics and characteristics that we want to analyze in people that predict uh, their value for what we're trying to do. Right. You know, so if, if you got to come, I mean, you do a background check, right? You're not going to let somebody with multiple felonies, felons work, you know, they're never going to be a school teacher. Right. right. Or be able to buy a gun or it's a whole right. bunch of shit that they would probably agree with. And you can probably reverse engineer a lot of shit if you look at the web browser history, the movie history, right. the interactions that people have had over the past few years. If we had an algorithm strong enough to read that shit, I bet you you could start. I mean, I know where this is going. This is going to fucking pre crime. This is right. minority, minority report. report. Yeah. This minority report. But don't do, do we not think these patterns exist? Is this not how we currently catch serial killers and shit because people profile them and figure out who they are? Right. Right. This is how the brain functions. This is how people function in society. We can pretty much guarantee that, you know, if you had a weird enough relationship with your mother, we probably need to keep an eye on you. If you're a right. dude and your mom was weird, was she a hooker when you were young? Did you see her with dudes? It's like, okay, we got to watch right. this guy because he's probably yeah. going to try to kill 17 women because this happened so many times throughout history. How long do we keep ignoring these, these things? You got to wait till after he kills eight or nine of them. And then it's like, oh, okay. Who it's a it's a it's a thirty five to forty seven year old white male. He's probably reclusive. He's had like how do you know all this shit, bro? Because these right. are the guys who kill women. So are we just not looking at any of these motherfuckers? We just we just go wait till they start killing. But and, and I know it's pre crime. It's Minority Report. But the algorithm exists. You can find it. You can find that guy. There's there's a computer hook who could have told you uh, this guy is gonna probably go shoot at some cops. During a during a freaking protest, right? And, and all all it is is we're talking about probability. Nothing's right. written in stone, so it's also a matter of how the data is applied and how people could potentially be misjudged from it. So I think for the sake of giving a person the opportunity, right, and uh, preserving their freedom, right, if it was to be implemented, it should be done in a way that errs on the side of giving the individual the benefit. Yeah, but definitely. Definitely. If it, if you do see these patterns and someone is like a ninety six percent match on their um, uh, their uh, unhealthy relationship with their mom, strangled a few small animals in childhood meter, right? <laughs> right. And, which right. indicates and he just that, he just bought a van, like, right? Like, but, Let's go, right? It's right. It's, so there's some cues that okay, well that's that's where this because there's already a surveillance state. Right. So there's certain things that it pops on the algorithm and that person gets surveilled at a, a little bit higher of a degree. Right. You know, and if you're not strangling women, you should be okay with that. Be okay. Where the yeah, where the where fine. the problem right, where the problem comes in is how can people start being targeted and getting false charges, right? When there is a malevolent force behind that apparatus. And so the fear is, if you ever create this apparatus, it it's not a question of will it be abused, it's to what extent is it gonna be abused. And so I think people's fear is, humanity never wants to be in a position, or the people that have watched this sort of thing, or watch out for this sort of thing, where 
any kind of governing authority is ever going to have the power to do that because we know it will be abused. So I just think it has to be the right kinds of checks and balances, you know, because even now it's technically not the government that spies on you. It's the it's the um, it's the Internet companies. It's yeah. the Internet providers. You know what I mean? It's Comcast. It's Verizon. Um, it's uh, T-Mobile. They're all spying on you. And when the government says, hey, we're concerned about this person, then they say, okay, well, here's the information we've gathered on them. Or at least right. that's my understanding of it. So yeah, all the yeah, that's pretty much what it is. That's exactly what it is. And sometimes, for some strange reason, they decide not to give it up. Right. They decide not to give it up. They say, I ain't going to, you know, we're not going to turn it over. For And who knows why? Because sometimes they just give it away. Whenever somebody makes an inquiry or whatever, if it's a government organization, they just get it, right. give it away. But then other times they decide to stand on some kind of quote-unquote principle and not do it, which is weird, too. I mean, you know, it's like when Apple was like, we're not going to open the iPhone for you. Right. And then they cracked it anyway. So, right. I, I mean, it's like we're going to get in one way or the other. But I think the recourse from the private company is when you see abuse, you call it out. You know, so when you see somebody's targeted, like a perfect example, and people could be split on how they feel about the dude, um, when all this information was used against Gavin McGinnis to be like, okay, uh, you can't use PayPal, you can't use YouTube, you can't. So there was a systematic, um, uh, and same thing with Alex Jones, right? All the companies decided at one time, you're not going to have a Twitter, you're not going to have a Facebook. We're not going to allow you to connect. And uh, granted, you know, they're the private platforms. They can decide. But um, just like they made those decisions based on what they considered their moral um, parameters right. that they saw, right. hey, you you went out of bounds. We don't want to connect with you anymore. You've essentially depersoned them and took away their livelihood. So if you saw that the government was targeting somebody, you know, we turned over the information the police are constantly or the authorities are constantly trying to find stuff on this person. And we've been watching this for years and they've never produced any illegal activity for this person. We think that they're just or ultimately what the charges end up being, you know, like with the Michael Flynn thing, when that came out, it's like, well, technically we didn't find that he did anything wrong, but we threatened his son. So he went ahead and just pled to it to avoid there being problems. You know, wow. when you see abuses that come out like that, you know, yeah, then you have the power as the media company gatekeepers if we're trusting you to be moral, right? And then the people hold you accountable. So you you might get a lower EAS score. Like, wow, you, you've you helped the government target political enemies. Right. We, we don't yeah. like that. And really, yeah. and it's the hackers, really the morality of the hackers is what keeps everybody in line. That Because that's pretty much what it's been is that um, hackers have gotten information to show or, or people have you know been whistleblowers. But ultimately, there's been a narrative going around that this is how the information is gathered. This is what it's used for. And whenever people have like uh, been engaged in you know horrific abuse or just been straight up lying, you know, you have places like WikiLeaks. Like, nope, that's not how it happened. Nope, that's not what people are doing. You know, so as long as there's a, a, a conscious community of hackers involved, right, or whistleblowers, that's what will keep the system honest. Because when you know 
hey, there's some corruption at the company and they're sharing records with the government and they are targeting people. Yeah, you let that out. Just like, I mean, somebody got the information with those FBI texts when the FBI was plotting against people in the Trump administration, right? There was some sort of oversight within those networks to make that information available. So, you know, that's that's what we got to rely on is at the end of the day, anything that you implement, unless there's people that are conscious that are going to be looking to do the right thing. That's the only way that it works. As long as you got evil people, things will things will be exploited. And so you got to have that counterbalance with people that are morally motivated, that they'll blow the whistle, that they'll that they'll snitch. We need to we need to bring a different uh, cultural connotation to snitching snitch for a moral future. Snitch for a moral future. I'm down with that. I ain't mad at that at all. I think it should be public information whenever the government makes an inquiry into the data. Absolutely. So you should be able to look up your own name and see if they're why. Like, imagine Google, like going to the EA, you know, going to the whole database and putting your name and social security number in and seeing that the government been asked for information about you like seven times in the past year. Right. <laughs> you start peeking out your blinds and shit. Like, what did I do? What have I been doing? Well, if you're a weirdo, you already know you're a weirdo. So maybe that'll like curb some of your activities and shit. But you gotta, I mean, because in one sense, it would be, it would be a way to help criminals avoid detection because you know to the extent that you're being monitored. So that what there would have to be is it's not disclosed while there's an active investigation. So if you're actively being investigated, then you don't have access to it. But once the file is closed, then there's an official documentation of why was the inquiry opened, specifically what were they looking for, and specifically why were they looking for that? Like there had to have been something. Yeah. Right. I'd something like to experiment with that a little bit though. I'd like to see what a per- how a person's life would change if he was legit on the trail of about to do some foul, heinous shit to a stranger because of his relationship with his mother and his upbringing and all of that. Like I would like to see that guy's life when he goes into the database, looks up his name, just out of curiosity, maybe he saw it on a news report or something. He looks up his name and he sees that like the cops have been asking for information and receiving it about him according to all these things. And then he's like, Holy shit. Like, does he just stop or does he gotta make some changes? Does his compulsion still drive him? Like what, what would be the deal? How, how does that work? Right, and th- and that's what I'm saying is that uh, that's why it, it's like there has to be an inquiry after there's an investigation, and there it's just like when you get a FISA warrant, you got to go before a judge and present the evidence of why you want this, right? And there's some sort of secrecy behind it, right? Because you you got to protect, um, you got to protect sources. You gotta you don't want to you know telegraph what you're gonna do. So, yeah, if there was a, a an intermediary system like that that was monitored and only I guess what the concern would be is where if people could hack and leak that, you know, so then you're I, I mean, but people are already hacking and leaking everything. Everything. Anyway. I mean, yep. we've got nudes of every celebrity that ever was, you know. Right. So, I, I mean, I if if the information exists, someone's going to find a way to get it. But um, I mean. I don't I don't really see I I don't see a downside other than the abuse, how it could potentially be abused. So I, I think as long as as long as it's not from an authoritarian 
a singular perspective, I, I don't think it's a problem. As long as you're allowed to have a diverse approach to it, um, I don't know. I don't I don't I don't yeah. think that would necessarily be a bad thing. There's that... something good in here, man. It There's is something good in here. I don't here. think we've worked out all the bugs yet. Right, of course. Even people who would totally normally disagree with it, because you know, we both know a uh, a staunch libertarian. You know what I'm saying? We know the guy. And that's that's the homie. He's super cool. But that's where his political thing, that's where he lands on that political sphere. But I also know from talking to him about a lot of different things, like this is also the guy who wants like uh, people who work at, at at certain media stations executed for treason because of yeah. something they said or whatever. On, and, and I don't know how deep that goes, like, because I haven't looked at exactly what they did and where that falls lawfully when where treason is concerned but it just sounds from from a regular person who's just living their life when you say like you know the, the person who runs twitter should be killed you're just like well damn like where where how do we get here right. so well, that that's the sentiment that's how people feel that's right, how yeah, people feel but treason treason is very specific it's specifically giving aid to the enemy so that word gets thrown around all the time very few instances of treason are actually treason or, or very few instances of what's decried as treason is actually treasonous. Right. Um, it could be treacherous. It could be disloyal. Oh, yeah. to it could the be country. disgusting, horrible, right, all that right. despicable and shit. Like I could see where some of it, like he's saying at the news. Okay. So uh, this is one thing we spoke about. I think me and you talked about it too, where you sent me a link of one of the court cases where they're talking about Giuliani is grilling some guy about votes and shit. Now, when you look at the news, it says, you know, Trump case thrown out again because he has no evidence. And they're all saying, basically, Trump's a goofball and he needs to leave office. He don't have no evidence of voter fraud. But if you watch the court case and you see the guy, you know, Giuliani says, so uh, is it correct that 4,622 of those votes uh, the addresses came back to vacant lots, and the guy's just like, "Uh, yeah, that's true." <laughs> You're like, "Wait, what?" And yeah. then he says, "So, uh, and then uh, another three thousand two hundred of those people are dead, right?" Uh, yes, that's also true. Forty-four <laughs> thousand more than one vote. For it, right, that too. Forty-four thousand more than one vote. voted more than once. And the person he's asking says yes, and then the judge throws it out. So I right. understand where. As a newscaster, when they say Trump has no evidence, I understand where you would say that that's, you know, despicable treason because it's giving people a false sense of security. Listen. They're not telling the truth. But whether or not that person should be executed is a different conversation. No, that that might be boombastic language. And I, I would be um, I would think that he he knows that that's boombastic. And that that that's an emotional sentiment. I don't think um, I don't think it's it like realistically what that yeah. person really wants. He's just right? not a very but hyperbolic guy, though. He's not a super hyperbolic guy. Like he doesn't. Yeah. He's a he's a he's a very matter of fact, scientific minded guy. So when I hear him say that, I'm like, Are you right. you serious, bro? Like this is really how you feel? It's crazy. It's, it's bugged out. But I do see what he's talking about and I see how that could piss people off because people on one side are just going by the news 
And there's people on the other side who are actually watching the court cases and seeing what's happening. And then you go back to the news. It's like they're, they're spitting in your face, telling you that there's no, there's no evidence when Sun just right. admitted that 44,000 well, people voted more than once. Listen, it's it's because it's, it's clearly an agenda-driven, narrative-based uh, propaganda campaign. It has nothing to do with keeping the public informed. And I was actually, uh, I was talking to a, uh, my aunt earlier today and she's one of the people that are super you know she's kind of cool about it but she definitely she's been on this stuff for a long time so she's like wow this has been meticulously and methodically done to get us to this point and so there's there's a lot of people that are absolutely disgusted with the news but I was telling us like you never thought about why the people that give us this information like they're not the actual people that source it for the most part but there's somebody who's in a really nice suit or looks very professional with their hair done and they have makeup on and there's these really bright screens behind them and there's all this woo-woo magic. Like, you know, why would it have to be presented in that way? You know, it's because it's about establishing credibility. That's it. So substance doesn't matter. So they can completely ignore the substance but enough people have been trained that when they see information presented from a source like that, oh, this is professional. It may be legit. So when they're told there's no evidence, they're like, this is from an official source. This person has on a tie. They're wearing glasses. They have a 3D hologram backdrop behind them with an American flag and all these charts. Like, this is obviously the credible source. And it's strategic for them to ignore information because if they ignore it, then it doesn't exist. I think there was some poll that came out where I think it was like 17% of Biden voters, something like that. I could be wrong on the exact figures. But they said, if I would have known about the Hunter Biden laptop before the election, I wouldn't have voted for Joe Biden. Like, mm. that's a serious concern if Hunter Biden went on Air Force Two. There's these emails where clearly there's deals going on that are being negotiated. He literally made millions and millions of dollars for doing absolutely nothing. He got like millions of dollars as a forgivable loan. Like, how is a forgivable loan not a bribe? Like, you don't have to pay <laughs> it back if you don't want to. it's a forgivable loan. That's right. why. So That's totally different. That's completely different. <laughs> so we're, we're playing semantics. I mean, there's information in there. I mean... I, it's so the fact that the media had a concerted effort across the board, we're just not going to tell people about this, right? Omitting that information was absolutely with an agenda. So you're not in it to inform people. You're there to establish yourself as the credible go-to institution for information and you decide what people know or what people believe by what you choose to tell them or what you choose to focus on. It's the same reason like when you read like I read an article that came in my um my news feed the other day, uh black man uh uh black man um uh incorrectly arrested uh incorrectly for crime arrested? So, something to that effect, right? Or falsely arrested. And then I read the story. I'm like, okay, so they thought he was the guy. So they arrested him. They handcuffed him. They called around. They investigated it further. And within like 15, 20 minutes, they apologized and let him out of handcuffs. And he wasn't arrested. 
So I'm like, so the police are investigating something. They think they found the person. They put handcuffs on him. They keep looking into it. They determine it's not him, and they let the person go. So I'm like, this is something that probably happens all the time. Oh, yeah. Like, I guarantee you there's white people that have been put in handcuffs, right? And the police figured out it wasn't them, and then they let them go, and it never makes the news. And if it did make the news, it wouldn't be white man falsely arrested. Right. You know? So right. you see, whenever that adjective is in front of the name, it's because there's a narrative trying to be created of, of victimhood. Like, I want you to see this as like a nonstop assault and victimization of black people. That's why um, this adjective is going to be used for this particular story. So in any other world, like, that's not a story. So wait a minute. A guy was arrested falsely. They it wasn't like he was falsely imprisoned for 20 years. They handcuffed him, figured out he wasn't the guy, and then he let him go. And you think it's more valuable to the public for them to know about that mistake and for you to stress the fact that the dude was black. That's more important than letting them know that the ruler of the free world has uh, financial obligations because of favors done from him by our greatest enemy, by our greatest global competitor. Like, and his son was enriched by these relationships. You think as your duty to inform the public, it's more important to stress that story and ignore the other one. Okay. I got it. Like that. Yeah. That's all I need to know. Like you're, you're shaping public opinion with a specific agenda and you're totally ignoring things that are super duper important because you're, you're, you're targeting people based on outrage and emotions and you're distracting people from the things that actually matter. So yeah, when there's 44,000 people voting twice or, or more than once, right? They didn't even say twice. They just said more than once. So there could be people on there three or four times, right? But it's enough that it's a huge problem. But because the courts are refusing to look at it at all or, or to address any of it based on the merits, because this is another thing that the news isn't saying. And not one time has a court actually made a ruling on the merits of the evidence. It's, you don't have standing, you filed it too late. It's, nobody's gone into court and said, oh, those 44,000 voted more than once thing that you keep bringing up, that never happened. Right, right. That's it's all never fuckery. been litigated. Right, it's and the that's how they're presenting it. Yeah. So I could definitely see where that would piss people off. Because it was it was crazy to me. But to why? Seen... Why would they do that? Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, how, how far do you think this can go? It's only so long that you can just deny something that there's, there's, and, and while you're denying it, there's evidence to the contrary that's easily accessible. It's on YouTube. The, the same platform that the news report is on saying that he don't have, they don't have any evidence and Trump is just bugging out on that same platform is the actual video from in the courtroom where they asking questions and, and dude is like, oh yeah, 44,000 people voted more than once. Yep, that happened. And that case still got kicked. Like, that's crazy to me. How far do you think you can drive? This is a dead end. And you're speeding down a dead end in a vehicle with no brakes. How 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 long does this go on before? That, that's why I said either this is going to prove how deep the fix is. Because if this shit just floats by and nothing happens and Joe Biden becomes president, that lets you know 
how many people deeply hate and despise Donald Trump. Because there seems to be a lot of legitimate evidence that proves that something wasn't right in this shit. Hatred's not enough. It lets you know how many people are being enriched by the status quo and what a detriment that dude and his agenda that he was pushing is to that relationship. So if you're a blue-collar worker and your family's been struggling since the 70s because all of the blue-collar factory work went overseas, um, you're probably uh, uh, would be upset at the notion that there is a establishment agenda to continue to extract wealth based on that setup that enriches them and their family that exploits Chinese laborers and, and harms your ability to feed your family, right? So if you're on that level, you would be upset at it. But if you're a politician, or if you're like Mitch McConnell and your wife's family has a shipping company in China, right? And you make a lot of money based on the relationship that America has with China, and you know that the relationship that America has with China means labor is being exploited in China and the middle class evaporating in America, right? You're going to be upset if someone disturbs that dynamic that's making you rich. So what it tells you is there's enough people in the media, in our universities, in, in our government that have some sort of financial interest in keeping that relationship that they'd be willing to let all of this nonsense go on and basically undermine the integrity of the country and the voting system to, to not see that gravy train dissipate. I mean, when you got NBA coaches running cover for, you know, China, <laughs> China's ethnic genocide of the Uyghurs, you know, of their oppression of Hong Kong, you know, because a lot of people don't know, like Hong Kong was a, I believe it was like an English territory or something like. And so they're 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 democratic and independent from the rest of China. That's that's why there's right. all the beef. China wants Hong Kong to come under the authoritarianism that the rest of China is under. And Hong Kong and Taiwan, they're like, nah, we're good. We don't want nothing to do with that. So when you see brutality being enacted upon those people and the NBA, because they want to sell shoes and jerseys and exhibition games to 1.5 billion people, they're willing to look the other way and then um, reprimand their, the people on their, you know, amongst their staff that's speaking out for something that's, you know, morally righteous, you know, something's up. And when Mike Pompeo gets on TV and says, uh, listen, China has infiltrated every level of our government, every level of our economic system. Like, and then there's a, um, a, a, a hacker leak of like 1 million members of the Chinese Communist Party. And it's talking about people that politicians and business elites have relationships with who have worked, you know, for government contractors or big companies. Right. And so when he says, listen, we've been infiltrated on every level and you see the way this information is being curated for this particular narrative. Yeah. It starts to get real weird, really, really weird that Twitter and Facebook and Google and these politicians are all on the same page and NBA and Hollywood. And, 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 and even though they don't come out and explicitly state it, it's like, how come all your conclusions 
are ba- are like end up being America sucks and China is great. Like that's weird. That's that's weird when we're in the middle of a pandemic and you supposedly it's so horrible and it's going to kill 400,000 people by the end of next month. And you're arguing with the president of why he's calling it the China virus. And then the governor of New York comes out and s- declares it to be the European virus. And like, that's acceptable somehow. But 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 what is the obsession with the semantics of it about what it's called like why is it so important for you to distance it from China when from the beginning before it was even a thing we understood that it was coming out of China. But then the Chinese Communist Party went out and said, nope, America did it. And from the moment they came out with the public declaration that America did it, you see our politicians like, yeah, it's the European virus. Yeah, we're not going to criticize China. Nah, we'll change it from a Tibetan monk to a Celtic monk. We'll basically do whatever they want. And if you're not conspiratorial, if you're going to give everybody the benefit of the doubt, if you're going to be hyper-libertarian, well, they want to make money. It's the free market. So they don't want to hurt their business interests. So even though there's horrific genocide and um, and oppression and organ harvesting and um, no free speech and people getting disappeared and welded into homes, even though there's all this horrific abuse, we're making money in that market and we don't want to disturb um, that gravy train. I guess. I guess it could just be that. But... The news agencies, too? I mean, are the news agencies, do they, I mean, are 1.5 billion people in China all paying to watch CNN? I like, what. what's their financial incentive? Okay, so I get Hollywood, and I get the NBA, right? But the politicians? Why? Yeah, yeah. The, the, the news agencies? Why? That don't make sense to me. So um, I'm not full Alex Jonesy on it, but... It's definitely suspicious to me that all of these disparate actors are all bound together in two things. They hate Donald Trump, but why do they hate Donald Trump? Why? Because another thing I asked somebody the other day is like, yo, David Duke's been in the public eye since the 70s. Yeah, yeah, David Duke's been in the public eye since the 70s. Donald Trump has been pretty much a public figure since the 80s, right? Like around the same time. Yeah, they've both been public figures for the same time. It's like, how come we've known David Duke as a white supremacist since he was first on the scene, but we only started putting Donald uh, Trump and David Duke on the same level when Trump ran for president? Right. Like, why weren't why wasn't anybody stepping up in the '80s when he was doing stuffed crust Pizza Hut commercials <laughs> with I- Ivana Trump and be like, "Yo, Pizza Hut, he's a white supremacist." It wasn't like the next commercial for Pizza Hut was with David Duke. Because cause we're talking about these are like the same dude. Yeah, David Duke, white supremacist, Trump, white supremacist, yep, yep. Da- David Duke wasn't doing Pizza Hut commercials in the 80s, right? Because people would have been outraged. Why are you putting an avowed white, bigot, racist, you know, anti-Semitic, white separatist, nationalist, all those terms that just get thrown around so casually now, and you people ascribe or attribute, yeah, that's David Duke. That's David Duke's identity, hands down, no problem. Why weren't people complaining about Pizza Hut in the 80s? When clearly, you know, Donald Trump and David Duke are like the same level of white supremacists. 
right? Yeah. They've been in the public eye for like the same time. So of course it's just again, that's just the cover of why they hate him. But if he's pushing America's agenda in a way that hurts that exploitative relationship that has been crafted or, or that has come out of this uh, a relationship between the elites in America and the elites in China who are comfortable with this situation they've created, decimating the middle class and exploiting and terrorizing the Chinese people to make China an economic powerhouse, right? Um, then that makes a little more sense to me than, oh, the dude's just a racist and we have to hate him. That's the excuse. That's the excuse. But really, there are so I mean, treasonous isn't that far of a word. Word, um, it's not one hundred percent accurate in the technical term, but it's not exactly completely out of left field. If this thing is 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 as bad as some people suspect that it is, and I'm not going to pretend that I know. I don't know. I don't know anything. I, I don't know except the information that I'm privy to, right? But when you examine everything. Yeah, like you said, it's a little weird that the credible, powder-faced, I'm in a tie in front of a hologram newsreaders are out there declaring things as fact when they're patently false. I mean, yeah. and brazenly. Like, it's not even, we're not even arguing about it. Like, there, there's nothing to argue about. You're You're choosing to completely ignore information like if this isn't gaslighting i don't know what gaslighting is right that's exactly what it is that's by definition that's what it is because it, well only if you know both sides of the story if you don't know both sides of the story then you just eat whatever they give you but if you if you look at both you're going to feel really disrespected and outraged by the news media and that's like pretty much every channel i mean i'm sure there's some of them who are aligned with you know what what Trump is doing and what he's saying and feeling and, and they're, all that and they're shit. Catering, and they're they're catering to the most conspiratorial tendencies of that side of it. Right. Everybody's lost their mind. If you turn on OAN, Trump's plan to enact martial law and and save the day per QAnon, like they're they're that far gone with it. So I peep everybody, and since Fox News has kind of taken the mainstream line. And just accepting the Biden victory, um, OAN has filled that void, and they've catered to that audience. Newsmax too. They've been wow. like, uh, and your boy, I think Jesse has a show on Newsmax, just to let you know what where they fall in, in the scheme. Of okay, things. so okay. Well, listen, if you got Jesse on there, <laughs> I ain't even got to ask all, no not more all, questions. Not all, not all. I ain't got to ask no more questions. I watched the <laughs> I watched the Larry Elder video the other day. So I know what that's going to get me, but I watched the Larry Elder video of him. Uh, he had a compilation of, of first it was a bunch of news outlets who were calling Trump racist and a white supremacist pretty confidently. I don't think that's even something that you have to argue anymore. And people are they're just like, oh, yeah, well, first of all, he's racist. And they're just talking openly like that. And then they show all the people misquoting him saying, you know, from the... Uh, what was it? Good people on both sides thing to these guys. Are this. They just say it so matter of factly and they're sure that nobody's going to look it up. And then he shows a compilation of Trump saying all the exact opposite shit that everybody was just claiming that he said or didn't say. Like It's just ridiculous that it's, it's not hidden. It's not hard to find. 
they're just counting on people accepting the narrative and not looking it up for themselves. Is there's yeah. no way you should be able to say for this long that, oh yeah, he he never disavowed white supremacists. If you tell him white supremacists are voting for you, he never disavowed them. And then you know what the word, I don't give a shit about disavows anyway. We all know that's a joke. But then they, they showed he showed like a three minute clip of him singing the same Explicitly. thing explicitly to every interviewer, every news outlet. You can see the frustration on dude's face. He's like, son, I told you. I, I don't like these motherfuckers. I don't want their votes. <laughs> he keeps saying this shit over and over. And then you go to the news and they say, well, he aligns himself with white supremacists. And you're like, good Lord, yo. It's, it's psychotic. And it's also, it tells you how intelligent they think people are because they're lying right to your face and they know you have access to the truth at your fingertips. And they're still lying to your face. Because people are controlled with fashion, not logic. So they've they've come down on the fashionable fashionable end of the argument. Cause I mean, there's some some brilliant stuff out of Larry Elder. Go into a Hotep chat room and try to source Larry Elder. Oh, please. Like, isn't Larry Elder making a a good point? Conquering our own negativity. Yeah. Conquering yeah. our I mean, just I'm like, why well listen, substantively. What did he say that you disagree with or that is patently false? Like, right. if he right. is your source, then automatically the whole thing is thrown out the window. There's nothing else to talk about. Yet, someone will, in that same chat room will pull up an article from The Root. And it's like, oh, yeah. you think The Root isn't 100% agenda-driven and that they're not... so. It, it 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 yeah man there's it it's it's unfortunate that that's where we're at but yeah we're there's there's two information bubbles and so the people that i would argue are in a broader information bubble they see what's going on with the left wing information bubble but the left wing information bubble has been uh coached and brainwashed into not being able to understand anybody in the broader information bubble um, because they've basically been hypnotized into having a knee-jerk reaction to dismiss it. It's like when you're in a religion and people in the religion will be like, uh, yeah, you don't want to, yeah, don't read that. That's how the, the devil will trick you if you read that book. There's just certain books you shouldn't read. It's like, um, so God needs me to just look at this information but the devil can trick me if I have too much information. Okay, right. nothing suspicious there. And what was that M. Night Shyamalan, The Village? Like, yeah. Don't you ever leave the village. Right, right. Like, there's an intellectual village. Like, I, there's cars out. There's a whole other world going out there. But they've taught them just because they don't want to be called a racist. They don't want to be seen as being the out group, you know? So people don't want to lose that social standing. So they're pressured to stay in an informational, bu informational bubble. And that's that's what they bank off of. You're not going to look and you're not going to know. And I see how it's been outraging people. you know. And I, like I said, I'll always get a call because I'm still regarded by some people as like I'm, I'm their connection to, to black people. So <laughs> they'll be like, well, if, if Pinky doesn't think it's racist, let me just make sure I'm not racist. Let me ask Pinky. And then I got to break the news to them. I'm like, listen. This whole thing that's just happened on social media and with Trump and everything, 
listen, I'm, I'm now just as much of a racist as you. I can't help you. <laughs> You're talking to, like, whatever good standing you thought I had, it's gone. Because yeah, uh, I, I don't think Ahmaud Aubrey was, jo- was a jogger. And I, I, I'm, not, I'm not pro we should build Breonna Taylor a statue because she helped move in the fentanyl that killed George Floyd. So I, I, don't, I don't have a perspective now that's any longer acceptable to where you can be ingratiated with the uh, authentic black uh, perspective in public discourse. Now, there, I know there was a time in the 90s I was your go-to guy, and I appreciate you letting me put you on to some, some public enemy songs and some, some, <laughs> some books that people gave me from some crazy dude on a corner in Brooklyn. But I, I can't be that guy for you anymore. I'm I'm yeah. just as hated as you. I'm sorry. You have you kind of this is where it's going because when everybody's divided themselves on these certain politics and some of the shit is just not. I'm just not willing to play the game. Honestly, I'd rather piss off both sides than you know make the didn't capitulate to some stupid shit. I can't do it. I just can't do it. I, I, what I have done is stop calling people on how it's stupid. Like, I don't really care about that anymore. Like, yeah, that's, that's pointless. Like, I saw uh, something recently where somebody posted, there was a group, uh, what's that new thing everybody's doing that's like Zoom? is a clubhouse. There's a bunch of people all, you know, tapped in together talking. And there was a group of all, a uh, bunch of black folks talking about how, uh, their, in their opinion, the topic of the group was everybody, everybody black should own prison stocks. So, of course, people screen capped the group and all the names and shit like that. And, and it's like passing it around Twitter, like, look at what these coons are talking about. And I kind of scroll through it and I was just like, are there any counter arguments? Or are we just going to call them coons and leave it at that? Do you have a, a, a formulated a few sentences to tell us why you shouldn't own prison stocks? I mean, I'm, I'll be willing to hear it. I'll listen. But if all we have is look at these coons, then I can't really put any, I can't put any weight into that argument. That's not even an argument. What are we doing? And, and this is, and this is where it becomes so clear that it's a religion, because in, in the right wing evangelical religious aspect, what are we focused on? Right? Um, you can't be gay. You can't curse. Uh, you can't. So it's all these. So as long as you're not gay and you're not pro-gay, right? And you're not liking the right things, you're in good standing. But there's no, like, we have to feed the poor. We have to help the suffering. You see what I'm saying? Right, so right. It's, a, it's, a, it's a righteousness based on no effort, just intellectual assertions. And what you see with the, the woke effects religion is, look, I found some dudes that were doing supreme coonery. It's like, yeah, but they're actually coordinating to build some wealth to empower themselves and their family and their community. Like you'll notice is there's never an agenda of what we should be doing in the positive. It's it's completely yeah, um, yeah. a system of being bound together in, in finding and sniffing out the wrong and pointing it out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So if you go to their homestead, there's nothing being built. They're just running around the community and pointing at other people stacking bricks. Y'all aren't stacking those bricks right. You're putting right. those bricks on top of each other in a racist way. 
It's like, okay, well, what are you doing over there? Pointing out brick, racist bricks. <laughs> That's what we are do you, over here. Are, son. are you building anything? No. Nope. What's nope. the What's the point of that? You know how many followers I got? You know how much Twitter clout I've got? Pointing out racist bricklayers. Wow. It, it's it's got to end somewhere. It's got to end somewhere, and I kind of feel like uh, something something is going to teach us about the world that we live in very soon here. So what is it? Uh, what was it? The fifteenth of January? Oh no no no! It's the sixth. This Wednesday, my oh, brother. Oh good lord! See, and, I, and I thought me... we had more time. <laughs> oh no 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 no! Let me and let me tell you, I, I've been coming to a conclusion, dude, that civil war is the best kind of war. It's the most moral war. Like I, I was really really thinking about it, and the reason is is because in any other kind of war, it's there's a racial component. There's a religious component. There's an othering based on something that people don't have control over. Well, you just happen to be our geographical um, neighbor and you have the minerals we need. So we have the means to kill you and therefore we have to invade you and take your things. You know, so you think about all the conflict, land disputes, you know, uh, you're Anglicans, we're Catholics, let's murder each other. Um, there's all of these things where there's an, you know, it's an ethnic component. It's just an existence. It's a, it's like an existence factor. You exist in your other, and therefore we have to get rid of you, right? You, you can't be allowed to exist with a civil war. It's really based on principle because you're all the same, right? You're all, but you have a fundamental disagreement. Like the first civil war, right? There was soldiers from other backgrounds, but for the most part, it was white people from Europe and from the New World over in America fighting other white people from Europe coming yeah. to the New World, right? It wasn't like you look different than me, you have a different religion than me. It's a fundamental difference about the philosophy and the future and the principles of how we're going to move forward, right? And so I think that that's what we're seeing now. Like, it's it's not along racial lines. It's not along religious lines. It's not even along American lines. We're all Americans. But we've come to a point where we're so drastically different in our ability to interpret information, exchange information, what our priorities and values are. Like, look, if we could make the world better uh, for, for transsexual, you know, pansexual, um, uh, whatever, you know, whatever marginalized out there kind of representing less than 1% of the population. Like, if we can make the... I'm for that. I don't want to make the world... I want to make the world better for everybody, right? So, but if you're saying that the priority is to invest all the energy in that rather than how is this money getting made? Who's being harmed? Who are we making rich truly off the backs of suffering? Like, who's who's the pumpkin in the the, the new world metaphor? You know what right. I'm saying? Who are all the spices? Who's the pumpkin? Who's getting rich? And who's suffering? Like, that to me is more important than people being called by the right pronoun. And and that doesn't mean in a, in a personal exchange of information, I would call somebody the wrong pronoun just to piss them off. I'm saying if we're agreeing on how government should be utilized to solve what problems, if that's your priority, I don't think you really understand what's going on in the world. And I think we have two fundamentally different Americas, 
And I think it's clear in the like every place that the Democrats run right now, it's full of black people suffering, black imprisonment, massive unemployment. Right. They're hugely in debts. None of them have a balanced budget. Right. So if you're saying that that's the model for how you want to run government and run the country. okay, I'm not going along with you like I think that's a horrible idea. So really, we're not splitting based on race. We're not splitting based even on political affiliation because I'm, I'm a registered Democrat. I voted Democrat in all the elections uh, up until this one. Um, it's just about what is your vision for what we're prioritizing and, and, and how we're how, how what kind of society that we want and like the people that are in this social media bubble and the mainstream media bubble of, of information, like I don't necessarily blame a lot of them because I think for for some people it is just it's a lack of research, but also it's really easy to get caught up in that, you know, and, and they found the formula like, you know, salt, sugar, fat. They found the formula for, you know, hatred, fear, you know what I'm saying, to put stuff in people's ear to get them on you know, get them on that that wavelength. So I just I just don't know how we can move forward as is um as as a single country without there being a huge a huge and, and I was even looking I've been watching all these documentaries like um of uh political intrigue like in Europe. Like I, I like the Normans and the Saxons and you know and, and I, I started getting into all the kings you know, the Henry's, the Edwards, the Richards. And I had, I had like my inner Farrakhan like come in It's like, you see all the trickery of these white folks. You see, you see how they're, 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 this is how y'all get down. Y'all, this is how y'all fight. And nobody's being honest. Everybody's backstabbing the other. And I was like, inner Farrakhan, this is, this isn't, you know, this is just the way things are. This is, this is just political intrigue. It's like, yeah, that's what you would call it. Wouldn't you? Intrigue. Mm. You know, it's just <laughs> mm, oh, wow. Inner, 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 inner Farrakhan went hard on me. But just seeing how how things play out, it's like there's been all these conflicts and civil wars and people vying for power. This is just the game. Just we've been cut off from it for such a long time because we've had a political elite that's pretty much been on the same page since Kennedy got assassinated. Like, and so. We've pretty much been doing business as usual. We're going to be involved in a war. We're going to uh, espouse this this PC stuff and get everybody on this same vibe, right? In, in like 1984, right? Think, and this is the and, and so for the first time in 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 like our lifetime, like the the status quo has been challenged to such a degree that the mask is totally off. Like the curtain is lifted. Like anybody that sees what it is, you can't you can't pretend that you don't see it at this point. You you can't tell them like, yo, just put me back in the machine. I know it's not steak. I'm just gonna keep eating it though. <laughs> like you you can't go back to that. So I don't know how we can move forward without there being um an incredible amount of violence or the country ceases to be a single unit. I, I just don't know how we can do that. Yeah, the fracture is, is the fracture is already evident. 
So how deep it's going to go and how serious it's going to go depends on what happens in the next few days. It depends on how deep the fix is. You know, it depends on if anybody is on the side of the, like I say, I said it before and I'll say it again. It's, it's the craziest twist of a simulation that the people who are in alignment with the truth and, and democratic fairness, it, it looks like if you're being honest, you have to align yourself with Donald Trump right now. And that to me is a genius narrative. It's absurd. It's absurdist comedy, bro. It's like a skit on Saturday Night Live that has to be written into the algorithm. There's no way that that's just, you know, chaotically slammed itself together. It's fucking perfect that the smiling old grandpa guy could possibly be fucking evil. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And the guy who's a crass, jackass, sexist, misogynist, and all this other shit... That's the one you have to get behind if you really say, if you really align with truth to say the way you say you are, it looks like this shit wasn't, uh, you know, clean cut and fair. And I just think that's genius. I think it's no, uh, it would have taken, it would have taken a, a director or a genius writer to script something like that. And the fact that it just all came together this way is hilarious to me. So we're just gonna have to see who. Is in alignment with that? Is anybody going to help a brother out? Is they going to be like, yo, we can't, you, we can't just let you wash this out like that. We got to do it over or whatever they say. Or on the other hand, it just slides by like nothing ever happened. And I, and technically, that's a scarier world. If it just slide by like nothing ever happened, if all these things just go away, all the discrepancies just disappear, and we have a new president, that's a scarier world. Because that that's complicity, complicity on a level that is in line with authoritarianism, where we all hear a lie and we just pretend that it's the truth because we don't want to get singled out. Yeah. And you're also empowering a group of people who, um, I mean, these technically are like some of the biggest brats of society anyway. So when you empower those people and you show them that they're cheating and they're lying and they're underhanded plays win, shit only gets worse from there. It only because they're gonna feel like they manhandled the fucking presidency. So if they can do that, then you, yeah. Well, who I don't know, dude. I don't know where this goes. Like I said, all I'm thinking about right now is securing the, the compound. That's, That's all we can do. That's the front burner of my life right now. I got some people that's willing to invest. I got a bunch of people that's ready to come move in and and start farming the land and doing meditative healing rituals and shit like that. So I feel like that's all I should be focused on is figuring out how to get to the money. You can't let all this filthiness invade and don't eat any lampreys. That's how they got Henry the first. Yeah, exactly. See, and all we need, see, I've cut off a lot of the fat with figuring out how to fix things. Like technically it's it sucks, but all you need is money. You know, you can't convince people all the time to do what's technically right. Altruism is not always if ever profitable. Right? We that's just not you know, historically anyway. The paradigm shift could change all that because no, we are it, trying it, to it, establish it, take, it takes people that want to invest in what's right and put forth the energy to do it. And then a culture that starts rewarding those efforts. Compassion that, must be currency. That That's 
completely within our realm of control for sure. Right. At least on the compound and how we raise kids and how we, you know what I'm saying? How we move in the world. I still think the value is to establish something like that and, and be the example. I think that's the only way to move forward because the debates and the arguments and the throwing shit, that's just not, you know, it doesn't get you the results that you want. Uh, clearly it may get you some results short term, but it's going to fold back in on itself after a while, eventually it is. And then everybody's just going to try to establish their own uh, well-being in the same way. Because nothing's going to change for the people who you backed into a corner and drove underground. They're just going to regroup. And then in a, in a generation or two, they're going to be the ones throwing the fucking Molotov cocktails. That's just the way this shit goes. It's a never-ending cycle. So the only thing we can do is lead by example, and to lead by example, you got to get money. Nobody wants to hear anything you have to say if you're not mega rich. Not only that, not hear what you have to say, because there, there, there's some exceptions, but as far as your ability to do anything, right? like money is the difference between you spouting off this you know, beautiful discourse on the street corner as a homeless person and you having an audience of a thousand people, you know, you could substantively be saying exactly the same thing. But if you don't have any money to enact the energy necessary to make that rhetoric, uh, something, um, something that's, uh, effective, you know, then it's, it's pointless, you know, it, it sounds good to the person that's paying attention, you know, anybody within the earshot is, oh, you know what, that, that makes a lot of sense, but you're not going to follow that homeless dude back to his, you know, spot in the woods or his, you know, box and be like, okay, so uh, what, what's the next step? What do we do from here? So yeah, man, you, you need resources, you need land. And like I said, everybody seems to be on the same page. Like yeah, um, yeah. people that are enlightened and paying attention to this sort of thing, like we've come to the point to understand like the government is not a solution. Voting is not a solution. To a certain degree, certain policies benefit the people better than others. But at the end of the day, whoever you put in charge and give power to, and especially more in, in studying history and seeing the way power is utilized throughout history, whoever has the power is going to exploit that power. It's just, and there's no way around it. So you want to be as careful as possible in giving that power to anybody. And I think what enlightened people are seeing is I no longer want to be concerned with or invested in what the powerful are doing. I want to be, as, I want them to be as pointless to my life as possible. So you got somebody like a Tim Pool that's made all this money, and his first thing is, let's get land, let's start manufacturing a product, let's start inviting in members, and he's doing it based on membership. You know, like you donate a certain amount, you can come to our skate park, you know, I'm going to build a factory. that we. He's totally got the right idea. And he didn't have, uh, you know, the benefit of a religious cult upbringing, but he's he's arrived at the conclusion, you know. So he 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 saw exactly what and I and I think that I don't know. I, I think that I think that the best thing for people to do is to whatever degree that you can, just find a way to be self-sufficient and build relationships with righteous people that can help you become self-sufficient. 
You got to be able to defend yourself. You got to be able to produce food. And then no matter what happens, it really doesn't matter. If you can feed and shelter yourself, what does it matter that everything else around you is falling apart? Doesn't matter. Doesn't yeah. matter. But I, but um, there's supposed to be a million to 10 million people showing up on the 6th. 12 senators have already signed up. There's like 100 and something people in the House that signed up um, that they're all going to contest the election. Now, the um, the fact that it was uh, there was unconstitutional changes, that's not even up for debate. Like, under the Constitution, only the legislatures can make changes. And the reason why they sent two sets of electors is they found irregularities. And to my understanding... All of those were states where voting changes were made, not from the legislature. It was it was like um, judges and governors saying, yeah, we're going to do it this way and this way. So under the Constitution, they can't make changes that way. But in none of those instances was that ever ruled on for the merits of that argument. It's just all been dismissed. And the people that are paying attention know that it's been all dismissed on bogus grounds. So... I don't I don't see any way, man. And I and I'm not doom and gloom because I'm hopeful and optimistic. I think it's whatever's gonna happen is gonna be for the better, but this is just something inevitable that has to happen. Because the continued, you know, deindustrialization of America, evaporation of the middle class, exploitation of vulnerable people overseas, that's been the agenda since before we were born. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's been the game. So uh, it, it and it will continue to go on business as usual unless it's confronted and challenged. And um, nobody likes Trump. I mean, e even the people that I talk to that are diehard Trump fans like the first and they feel like they have to preface it for me. Listen, I don't like the Twitter. I don't like the way he behaves like they have to sell me on that before they can just tell me what they think. But I've never I haven't talked to anybody that's like, yeah, I love that guy. I just, everything he does is great. It's like, yeah, I hate yeah. the way he talks. I hate the way he acts. But, I just love what he stands for. Right. Right. And that, yeah. I mean, you can't, you can't, it's going to be hard to switch away from that because the alternative is worse. It's just clearly worse because none of the accusations that people are making can really stick. I mean, you can, unless you're just saying he's a jerk. Like if you want to just say he's a jerk, that's different. We can, you know, that's you know, that's probably just true. No, but you don't understand. He advocates for the supremacy of the translucent people. Now that's now that I'm gonna need some more evidence for. <laughs> <laughs> he I was in a Pizza Hut commercial evidence. with David Duke in the '80s. With David Duke, I don't know. With if David, David Duke, Duke did he, a pizza hut he was. He hit, look it up. It's on YouTube. David Duke, <laughs> Donald Trump Pizza Hut commercial. Oh good lord, bro! I so read about it. I How read about Pizza it on Hutt Fox. Still around there? How is Pizza um, Hut still that, around? At that time, they didn't know David Duke was a racist. Oh, okay. Well, I, I thought we always knew. David no, we, Duke is the racist. He's like the quintessential racist. Well, we didn't know when we gave him that Pizza Hut commercial endorsement. That's we, disrespectful. We That's disrespectful. I, I bet it was racist cheese on that pizza, too. Uh, it was. It was I, knew it. I knew it. It was that it, cheese it, company, it, no. that, Liam Neeson's cheese company made that cheese. <laughs> Liam Neeson's cheeses. <laughs> I hunt that black bastard down and make cheese. 
Just hunt down a random black. That's how Liam. <laughs> then go Liam back and make some cheese. Just imagine that commercial. Oh, Here at Liam Neeson Farms, we hunt down that black bastard before we come back to make the cheese. <laughs> That's the secret ingredient in our cheese. Is race hate. It's, it's aggressive white man sweat dripped into every batch. Yeah, and it can't just be regular workout sweat. It has to be driven by race hair. <laughs> it has to be. You, you'll taste the difference. If he just runs on a treadmill <laughs> and sweats it, that ain't going to cut it. You know, we need the pheromones in there. We need all that hatred in the mix. And that does some kind of alchemical transmutation to the cheese. And it just, you know, everybody's addicted to it. They love it. It's yeah, race hate cheese. better brick of cheese. Race hate cheese. Black people do the same thing with their chicken. <laughs> what? Know why it tastes so good? I hate this practice. Why? What you? Why you think that fucking uh, Popeye's chicken sandwich blew up so much? When it did, that's what it was. It, it was, was race it was hate. Made, it was made with the sweat of black people that hated crack ass crackers. Right. And, and every batch, happened, right. So anybody delicious. who has a food company that's not booming right now, it's your own fault. Right. You don't hate the right people, and you're not sweating into your food. <laughs> Yeah. So a, take that into consideration. There's a chemical process. And make the necessary the changes. <laughs> <laughs> Do what you will with that information. I'm just letting you know how to go viral with your food. I'm just letting you know. That's why everybody's addicted to Chinese food. It's all of it, you know? All of it. This is the secret ingredient to addictive foods. It's race hate. Dude, I feel like um I feel like Neo from the Matrix with racism. I think um, I, we because of this game we've been playing, I think I broke my brain to where I really see the world like this, bro. I was, uh, dude, have you ever really thought about the story of Pinocchio? Like what yeah. it represents? Mm, yeah, I've I've it, fallen into a rabbit hole with that one before. Is it just me or is it anti-Semitic? Hmm, anti-Semitic. Okay. That one, you have to give me a few details. Okay. On. Got you. Every time he tells a lie. His nose gets bigger. True, but that—that's not the only uh, juice. Aren't the only people with big noses? Mm, I don't know if you look they're at. They're vilified for them extremely, but they're not the only people. The Shylock nose. Yeah. yeah, but there's. If you look at that Hitler propaganda, the nose was always very prevalent in those cartoons. Okay, I'll yeah. give you another one. What's he that's made true. out of? Wood. Kindling. Kindling. Oh, okay. Okay. I see where you're going with this. So it's about a person who's not a real person because he's a liar. <laughs> he lies. And every time he lies, you know he's lying. That's why his nose is so big. Right. And the only thing he's really good for is to be thrown in an oven. Oh, it's an anti-Semitic allegory. Wow. That... Uh... Okay, I mean, I have to watch it again, but I can see where you're going. I mean, most of this old Disney shit is pretty dark anyway, if you really think about it. A lot of it does have really dark origins. So I'm positive that there's at least 20 or 30 documentaries on YouTube right now about the real true meaning of Pinocchio and why it's not just about a wooden boy. Because there's a lot of shit. There's a lot of shit going on in Pinocchio, bro. Like with the kids and they snatching the kids up and turning them into donkeys and shit. Or like, oh yeah, that that whole child trafficking thing was like a weird element to that story. But but you notice the place that they took them. What did it remind you of? 
where they took the kids as it like, was like hey, a carnival, this is like some kind of weird yeah, carnival. It was like a theme park. It was yeah. like Disney. Oh shit. All oh, right. They take the kids to Disneyland and they just like disappear, right? Oh man. Yeah, we're gonna have to I'm gonna have to get into some uh Pinocchio. I gotta go decode this one. Listen, there's nothing I can look at. It was like there was a there was a time um where me and Soul Purpose started uh talking with the Jamaican accent a patois nonstop. <laughs> and we started doing it so much that we couldn't stop. So like we would go to the mall and like get paid to take those surveys and we would talk with the accent the entire time. <laughs> and nobody called us on it. Every time we would go to the store, there was like a three or four month period one summer where we just couldn't stop. We we just started doing it and we just we couldn't stop. And I think I've done that. Like I've I've done that with the racism is everywhere glasses. And now I can't look at anything and not see it. So I was like, wait a minute, his nose gets bigger every time he tells a lie. Right. These white supremacists. Well, that's the thing, they is that this stuff Jews. It exists. It exists everywhere. There's people who have different alignments and are looking for different information and they're finding the same type of breadcrumbs and a lot of stuff too, which is interesting. I'm sure. Like I said, I'm going to have to look this up and see, but I I guarantee that there's going to be five or six totally different takes on it, all with, with some evidence. Don't mess up your ESA score over it. Just be careful how you do this. It's just research. It's just research. I haven't had any real world infractions that would move my column over <laughs> and screw up my score. Because I, that's because I stay to myself. I don't bother anybody. When I go out, I smile at all the white ladies from behind my mask, all the old white ladies. I'm nice to them. So I'm, I'm good. I'm in good standing. I'm in good standing with the algorithm. I watch Disney movies. <laughs> <laughs> I watch, you know what I'm saying? I don't get into nothing that's too controversial. Because uh, I don't, I don't need the, uh, I don't need to hit to my to my score there. I'm trying to stay. Nah, man. That's the future. That's absolutely yeah. the future. It is, and I'm down with it. I'm down with it because we humanity needs some serious correction. And I, I, I don't know where it's coming from. I don't know where it's coming from. Other I, than people I, doing something like we're planning on doing and being ex- an example of the alternative and how you can be successful without being a scumbag. Other than that, I don't know where the change is coming from. I don't know where the, the correction is coming from. No, it, it just it's it's a matter of people valuing the right things and being willing to invest their time and energy into alternatives. There was there was this dude online and um, I liked what he was doing, but he didn't. He didn't blow up like he should have, um, and it was um, I think his I think his name was uh, Tariq Edmondson. I could be wrong, but he was selling. Um, he was basically making uh, pro black sneakers. So like he'd have the red, black, and green right. instead of the Nike symbol. He'd have the Africa, you know, uh, like insignia with the red, black, and green. And so I went. Oh, I went. Is it Nagast? Was that the name of it? Nagas, because I followed him on uh, on Instagram and shit like that. I've been seeing it for a while. Is it in Atlanta? It might be. I, yeah, I don't. I, I haven't I been on social. About. I haven't been on social media in so long. But um, but I was like, yo, this this dude. If people's mindset is where they say it is, this dude should be so much bigger than Nike. Like just yeah. on principle alone. Like this is a black dude in America with his own shoe. Right, and it's less expensive than Nike's, 
Like, if you were really about it like that, why would you wear Nikes ever again? Right. If you're going to wear a sneaker. When that exists. When that's right. out in the world. He got a sneaker called the Nat Turner Max. How you not wearing that? <laughs> <laughs> How you not wearing Nat Turner's, V? And it is not that I would embrace or agree with every aspect of his ideology. Right. Right. But if his shoes were made without uh, child slave labor, right, and he wasn't um, he wasn't exploiting um, uh, black culture for like advertising, you know, like just as a way to move his shoes. But he was actually doing something with the money, and he was actually sincere in anything he was doing. I'd buy, if I was going to buy a pair of sneakers, I'd much rather buy that pair of sneakers. Right. I'd, I'd right. rather drop a hundred dollars on the. Um, you know the uh, the the Nat Turner Maxes, than you know uh, than LeBron James. You or know the Garveys. Like if you don't want to go with the yeah. Nat Turners or the Garveys, maybe you can just at least right. get the MLKs. <laughs> right. You know, you know what I mean? That's like you know that's the so at least get the MLKs. Right. It's like that's a little tiny strip of white in the back. It's a small <laughs> little. Like, just the stitching. Just, just right the on the stitching. bottom, like right yeah. on the bottom of the shoe. Yeah, all the soles got to be white, so you got can be white, white bottoms. <laughs> you can step on the white. Every every step you take is on white. Gosh, dude. Yeah, I mean, the, the, like I said, all the all the alternatives are there. Everything we need to solve our problems exists right now in the world. But people just don't want to break away from tradition. They don't want to be excommunicated from their in groups, so they just stick to the the norms, even if the norms are destructive, objectively destructive. They'd rather stick to that than to do something different. And we don't. It's not even innovation that we need right now. We just need people to break away from the bullshit. No, because all of the 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 infrastructure is there. It, it's just like I said. You're you're not gonna put a dam to stop the water. You just gotta, you know, do some irrigation work. That that's all that needs to be done. It, it, the river is already flowing. You just gotta channel it differently. Right. But everything is there. The 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 ingenuity is there. The, the means of production is there. You know, obviously the consumer base is there. You know, we buy meaningless nonsense all the time. We have a lot of disposable income to waste on things that we don't need. You know, right. I, I, who was um, somebody, this is one of those hotep factoids that circulate that enrages people. But somebody put, um, I saw somebody post, I remember, was talking about how much money gets spent on like black hair products. And then yeah. another one somebody put up was was um, black consumer spending, you know, and it was like in the billions. And, and you know, of course, it's always like a meme with, you know, just think about if all that money was channeled into something productive, right, or something righteous. And that's not something that should just be placed on the shoulders and responsibility of black people, right? But, you know, within that circle of culture, that's a concern. Hey, what are we doing with our money? And that needs to be expanded to an accountability tool to everybody. Everybody needs to be like that. That aspect of the Hotep model needs to be expanded on. Like we should all feel guilty about how we spend our money. Yeah. And we should all we should all be actively looking for alternatives. And if somebody comes along and creates an alternative on principle alone, you know, like even if the quality is 30 percent less. I'd rather support you till you get on par with the alternative if the alternative is objectively wicked. And and that's not something that we can't do. That's something that and so apps like Krimi and Labu, <laughs> whatever <laughs> they gotta e, have it. Yeah, the the E the EAS score, all of those things, man. And all of those things, 
in in um in in orchestra with one another those those are all things that push push the uh the ball in that direction i don't even think that's a saying i think i just I think i just rattled it works. that off you know what i mean though you know what i mean it's what we need bro we need something and and it's going to look terrible to a lot of people it's going to be slippery slope arguments and all of that but how long do we just sit here and let this shit burn but it's voluntary i mean it's like you know, is it there's a difference between a government coming along with a gun to your head and saying, you have to do this. You right. have to join this. And we've but already the, done it to such a degree. Yeah. We've already done it. All of our information is being sold. It's right. all being traded on the open market pretty much. And we don't have any say in how it's used other than when you fucking talk about ice cream, you get a Baskin Robbins commercial right. on your phone and shit like that. So if we can do that, why couldn't we use it for something that li- that helps drive humanity in a, in a better direction. And if you feel that bad about it, you can always they still sell flip phones. Right. It's not like you have to be a part of this. Right. So you choose to turn to turn over this level of accessibility to you. And and we're already doing this social shaming thing, right? That's already a mechanism right. a, a mechanic <laughs> in the culture. I'm just saying apply it differently. So all the parts are literally right there. It's like a piece of furniture from Ikea. We have all the parts separately right. already, but if you put it together, that's the slippery slope. <laughs> it's ridiculous. We're doing every part of this is already enacted, except the part where there's a moral factor to it and a, a, a social driving factor that pushes Look, us in, in a good direction. I, I'm down to publicly shame people. I'm just saying do it for the right reason. And and don't deperson them, you know, because if your EAS score is a 15, I don't want you off social media. I don't want you fired from your job. You know what I mean? Like, right. I, I, I want you, you know, obviously, uh, if somebody pulls your EAS, they know. Right. But there, there's no opportunity for you to expand your horizons. There's no opportunity for you to get an alternative perspective. Um, all we're going to do is embitter you and radicalize you if we punish you for thinking the thoughts that we have deemed forbidden. Nobody should have wield that kind of power exclusively. These are the forbidden thoughts. And right now, uh, Woke Effects is the monopoly on wielding that kind of power. There's one particular narrative and one particular evaluation tool that's implemented in deciding whether people are going to have access to PayPal, access to Twitter, so that that I don't agree with. The EAS right. score will never result in you being unpurpose uh, depersoned in any way. No, no, life's going to be a little bit more expensive. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to qualify for the 10 percent off and all that kind of shit. But but yeah. you can still function. You right. can still function. There's just some shit that won't be available to you. You might have to. You know, if people ever start going to the movies again, you know, you might not be able to catch the the seven o'clock prime time one. No, you right. got to come they, back they, at nine thirty. Prioritize the decent people. <laughs> yeah, you come back later after everybody leaves and there's nobody around for you to offend. Then you can watch it. Too, yeah, too I'm, many I'm, Pinocchio, yeah, propaganda videos. I ain't mad at that world. I'm just not. I'm sorry. And maybe it's because I I feel like I know where I would land in it, where I would be in it. But that's I'm not upset with that concept because I mean, like I said before, like something's something's got to happen somewhere. 
somebody's got to do or do we just let the government and everything else just continue to operate in the business of creating millionaires and making sure making sure everybody else is thoroughly fucked is that we just let that stay the way right because that's pretty much what's happening right now i don't think anybody could really argue that that's what's happening like what what do you think would be the logical explanation for somebody like mitch mcconnell to say no don't give them that much money Knowing what every what this whole year has been, knowing what everybody's been through, knowing a disaster that's taking place for small bit, like what would be the logical, f- progressive, real world explanation for choose to for stopping people from having more money right now? Uh, more debt. I, I mean, I I get um, that we're like in like Weimar Germany territory, like thirty percent of all the money in circulation was printed this year. Like that, that's a recipe for hyperinflation. Like we, we really are playing fast and loose, but the argument then is like, if you're that concerned about it, why are we giving $10 million to Pakistan for gender studies? Right. Exactly. That make no sense. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. With everything that's happening, there's literally no reason. There well, is literally and again, no reason. Supervillain Trump was the one who was like, get rid of all that other nonsense and, and give, give everybody two, two grand. Right. The, the supervillain said that. Right. And everybody I guess else said some evil agenda behind that, right? It's, it's got to be that's some white e- supremacy. evil agenda. That's <laughs> white supremacy. He was eating a piece of pizza, Pizza Hut pizza, with David Duke in his office, and said, "Give everybody two thousand dollars," because that's what a white supremacist would do. That's what a white supremacist would say. And if he, because right now every taxpayer is in debt from this bill, twenty seven hundred dollars, but you get six hundred of it, but you're still on the hook for twenty one hundred dollars. Which is basically almost four times as much as what you're getting. So you're making a commitment to pay back debt uh, three times more than what you're getting, so that you can provide uh, military defense to Egypt, you know, aid to Israel, aid to Jordan for their borders, Pakistani gender studies. I mean, that's got to be and, the most appalling yeah. one. And tax breaks I, I don't for know. people who own racehorses. Right. Right. And a committee, a committee has to be created that's going to monitor whether you're giving your horses steroids because we right. need to preserve the integrity of the Kentucky Derby. It's important. Uh, it's right. Because if, if, the, if the horses are juicing, I mean, it's a problem. No performance Lord, enhancing dude. drugs. Right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's that it's, level it's of the most ridiculous. It's like this is cartoon shit. These people do not deserve to rule over anyone. Not even They're themselves at this point. Not yeah. even themselves. They all they all need to be in a let's call it a gated community. And, and listen, let's, and, say, let's and, just say a gated community. I don't want to make it too much more harsh than that. But they need to be cordoned off somewhere. As like isn't this that, is isn't this that is what how you called it. No, no, I don't think so. But okay, <laughs> but mean, now, that would have been, been great propaganda. It's a not a community. concentration camp. No, it's, it's a, a gated, gated community. community. Yeah, this is where we keep the, this is the people Let's who, start calling prisons that. I mean, we're already in are. 1984 territory. Yeah, it's a gated community. They are. I mean, it is literally by definition gated a gated community. It's what <laughs> it is. I'm not even just what it is. So I think people who are bad at humaning, this is where they need to be. Like, what's the difference between that and a guy who freaking slaps somebody over the head at the ATM and takes 100 bucks from him? What's the difference, really? Oh, that guy is going to prison. Yeah, yeah, that's the only difference. And, that and, guy's and, going to jail. He's going to another gated community. 
So listen, I, if the QAnon people end up being right, I will not be mad. Listen, if if Trump enacts martial law and a lot of these people end up in prison, I won't be mad. I won't be mad at all. I understand it's a scary precedent. And if we continue to go down that road, it could be horrific, right? But you also got to remember, Abraham Lincoln suspended the Constitution. He did some out there stuff that if he would have, if we would have continued on that road, it would have been a dystopian authoritarian America. But there was a, you know, a certain set of circumstances going on at that time that warranted the judgment to operate outside the bounds for a little bit. But um, it also relied upon the integrity of those people to get it back on track, to not just say, okay, we already suspended the Constitution. Let's just have a despot ruler indefinitely now, you know. So there is some weird stuff going on right now that if it went that way, I mean, I wouldn't feel bad about it. Because the alternative is you've now given license to tactically trained, disenfranchised, super pissed off people with guns to decide to do whatever they're going to do after the fact. And at this point, I don't know if you've been watching the news about how the cops have been treated. Uh, the Trump supporters hate the cops now, too. Whoa, so when did police that? Are, uh, they stomped out a thin blue line flag in front of the police. Whoa. So, so there was a rally, and the, the police were protecting Antifa as Antifa was shooting them with uh, paintballs. They were flashing weapons. And basically, the police were running interference and roughing up the tr uh, the Trump supporters, and that they shot them with whatever it's called. You know, it's like rubber bullets or whatever. It's like non-lethal rounds. So these were people that weren't burning down anything. They weren't being violent whatsoever, and the police unleashed upon them and protected Antifa, who was unleashing upon them. So I, I can't make that make sense that we had an entire summer of things getting burned to the ground, billions and billions of dollars in property damage, and 99% of the people that were arrested were sent back into the streets with no charges. Yeah. So the police were complicit in allowing that level of anarchy. But when people from the different political perspective came out and truly peacefully protested, they were met with violence. If that doesn't tell you that there's something sinister with how the police are being used, I don't know what I don't know what else the explanation could be. Hmm. Well, I mean, there we have to just be honest with with that shit anyway, because I think whenever you, I understand that people have a job to do, and I get all of that. But whenever you are complicit and doing terrible shit just because you were told to yes. do it. Yes. I, you're not. You're gonna, you, yeah, you're gonna lose. You're gonna lose people's support. We don't want to hear that. I was just following order shit. That fuck that. That's that's old paradigm. Long time ago. We're not forgiving you for doing despicable shit because you were ordered to. That's when you throw your shit on the ground and say, "Screw you. Go do it yourself." Period. It, it, that's it, just it what it is. It, it didn't. It didn't work in the Nuremberg trials. And uh, moreover, there have been a lot of police officers that quit. And and so. We saw almost an entire year of police bashing, and the people that were bashing the police were going out and being violent, not just to store owners, but to the police. Remember, police officers got killed, police officers got ran over by cars, like there was violence specifically enacted against the police, and the people that perpetuated 
the property destruction and violence, for the most part, were let off scot-free. So the police were being victimized. The police were being scapegoated as terrible. And all the people on the political uh, spectrum that supported the police stood by their side and advocated for them. Now, when those people went out to the streets and protested uh, truly peacefully, they were the victims of police violence. So now you have nobody in the country that respects or supports the police. And the only police officers I suspect that are left are police officers that are on board with this. I was just following orders. At this point, all of the police officers that actually follow the Constitution, they're either in smaller towns or they've quit. Because you notice there was executive orders that went out. I think there was some place in California where the sheriff was like, nah, we're not doing that. Nope. Nope, we're not doing that. There was that instance in Virginia where they're like, yo, uh, we're not enforcing that. And West Virginia spoke up and was like, matter of fact, if you try to take their guns, we'll just annex them back over to West Virginia. But we're not doing that. So there are certain police uh, organizations that aren't on board, that are defying the government. So, I mean, if that's not the precursor to the Civil War, I don't know what is. You're talking about the federal government making decisions that not every state is complying with. You're talking about governors uh, sending out edicts that the police are either enforcing unconstitutionally or refusing to obey. So... I mean, at this point, I mean, do you think people are really going to feel bad about violence against police? Who's on the police side now? And so, I mean, I'm not advocating for violence against anybody. What I'm saying is you've created an environment at this point where the police have literally nobody on their side and they're happy to carry out unconstitutional orders. There was like 900 people arrested in L.A. for unconstitutional or for 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 breaking the law in gathering together on New Year's Eve. Right. Isn't like the First Amendment the right to peacefully assemble? Right. Like it's, it's literally in the Constitution. We have the right to peacefully assemble. Yeah. So if you've got police officers that are willing to violate the Constitution and literally nobody is on the side of the police now, I mean, can you imagine a world where Republican Trump supporters are stomping on a thin blue line flag in front of right, the police. Right, Yeah, that sounds We're crazy. There. We're there. Well, listen, this is where we are. We have to just assume that this is the best possible thing for humanity because uh, the way we've been going, it seems like the, the sleepwalking and the autopilot is, is about to run us off the road. So if people, at the very least, they're more engaged now than they have been in the past probably 10 years. People are actually awake and getting riled up about shit, whether what side of it they're on, who knows, but they're engaged and something's got to come to a head somewhere. So hopefully, you know, we'll be better after it. But like I said, um, I'm just going to be on the compound pumping out books, that's literature it. and music and artwork. And like, that's, that's all I'm going to, that's my contribution until I generate enough money to really start solving the problems myself to building the hemp factories and, and buying out the plastic companies and changing. Like I, that's what we got to do period, because they're not going to stop. So that's what because, because when it all falls apart, you're going to need the pillars of society um, to rebuild. 
Right. You're going to need art. You're going to need culture. You're going to need um, an, an economic program, a, a practical way to solve problems and produce food. So all of these things that we have, like it, we need little Noah's arcs like to preserve them. Because when it all falls apart, yeah, we're going to be having a rebuilding phase. And it may happen in our lifetime or it may not. But the wisest thing that you could do is invest in building whatever is going to organically replace um, what we've all or the most of us have come to understand isn't working and, and isn't righteous. It isn't good. Like I'm trying to think of the people like who's out there now that can look at anything that's going on and be like, oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, I like that. I like that's good. We're doing the right thing. Like I don't I don't know anybody under 30 that is like, yeah, this is a great idea. Because people that are over 30, they're, 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 they've been alive long enough to be like, oh, yeah. You know, the Democrats uh, got all invo involved in all kinds of wars. They, they, they bailed out the banks. Like, they're taking money, $500,000 a pop for speeches from Wall Street, you know, from foreign leaders. Like, yeah, they're corrupt and gross, too. Like, so there's nobody that you can look to in politics, like where you can say, yeah, our government's doing the right thing. Like yeah. we're in, in invading countries and blowing them up and then sending in contractors to rebuild it for profit all on the, on, all, with deficit spending that's passed on to the taxpayer. Oh yeah, that's great. That's, that's an ingenious move. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like I get, I get it. I definitely get it. I see like I, I, the fact that I was able to see enough of it to know that it's not worth getting involved. <laughs> like it's just going to make me contract further into my own plan and shit because it just has to work itself out. And I don't have a stake really truthfully in either side because I have issues with both sides and they both hate centrist. So I might as well sure. just stick to my own shit. For sure. You know what I mean, I, I might as well. So we, we definitely, um, whenever time permits, I think we should pull the book back up to the front burner and start, yeah, and for start sure. uh, getting at least our first our first piece of literature out to the possible initiates because we're gonna need donations, we're gonna need we're gonna need helpers, we're gonna need a lot of shit. So we need to, uh, yeah, it, it may be closer than we originally thought. It, it could happen a little bit faster than we originally thought it could. So, yeah, we uh, we need to we need to move that up schedule it and get that pumped out it won't take long maybe a couple months we might if we focused on it we could probably have it done by march to be honest yeah i think i think we could knock it out it's just a matter of organizing the information in a in effective and interesting way yeah yeah because I, I think we just need to get all the bullet points down for each chapter and then and then start crafting it into a narrative and maybe figure out like a story or an allegory to put in each chapter to kind of Illustrate right. the points. Yeah, metaphysics or we're fucked. Uh, practical solutions to the modern dilemma. Everybody, be on the lookout for it. This is going to be available to everybody because it is going to be what's known as the outer ring of our information that'll be available to all people who will become initiates. And then once you become an initiate, there'll be a whole different tier of information available to only them. But the outer ring is is available for everybody. So be on the lookout. Metaphysics are we fucked. Practical solutions to the modern dilemma. Presented to you by the cult of dangerous gentlemen.
<laughs> shit writes itself, bro. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. But I'm gonna wrap it up, man. I'm gonna get in here and have me some some dinner early and maybe try to watch some Mandalorian or something like that. And uh enjoy the rest of this night. Absolutely, my brother. Always a pleasure. And uh, we'll, we'll get up soon, man. I'll get in there and start fleshing things out, man. I'll make it a priority this week. Yeah, whenever you got some time, just hit me up and we'll, uh, you know, maybe we can do one of these just to stay focused so we're not like you working by yourself over there, me working by myself over here. If we could even get an hour somewhere to uh, to put our heads together and really flesh some shit out, I think it'll help. Yeah, I think that would be the, the best way because uh, I, I tend to get... Um, I tend to lose focused and kind of drift. Yeah. Um, if if I don't have somebody to bounce ideas off of, so yeah, let's let's, let's make it happen. Somewhere between me playing Ark and you playing VR Spider Man, I'm sure we can carve out some time. <laughs> <laughs> Word, man. So uh, enjoy the rest of the night, brother. I'll talk to you soon. You too, man. Peace. Bless. <laughs>